forcing me to just choke it down. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. I just want to say I'm not afraid. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty on the ground that Obama legalized weed. It's just me and my ganja. Not if you were stoned at the time. You're not going to end prohibition by getting arrested. I explained to him he could lose his life, but don't lose the tape. No matter what I say, it draws controversy. That sounds really good. That was the last comedy I clapped. Oh, shit, yes. Boostagram. Boost me, bitch. There it is. Recalcitrant boomer. This is a new live son of a bitch. You gonna wanna hit me so damn bad in my mouth? You're gonna want to. But I'm not gonna let you. You know why? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday and I need these lips for flapping. Cause it's another bull after bull, baby. Oh yeah, can you feel it? Back at the regular time, I like this time. I've got my energy. I've got my bowlers. It is April 11th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 238 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. The picker of the track. That's right. To attack. Beautiful. I love it. I love the energy. My energy's up. Thank you. Everything's up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. And uh, I'm saying this was, uh, we had a great week. We did. Easter, lovely. I hope everybody had a good Easter. Got a little bit of the Easter grass. Maybe a lot of bit of the Easter grass. A lot of bit of the Easter grass (laughs) for your ass. Oh, man. Uh, I always end up spending Easter from one of my oldest stony buddies uh, out on his land. I got, I got him hooked up with a sick place on 30 acres up north. And so that's where we kick it uh, lots of times throughout the year. But Easter seems to be, Easter and Fourth of July seem to be the ones we always hit, which is always a great time. Hide eggs, hide eggs for the kids. Nice little Easter egg hunt uh, ensued. I think they found all the eggs. I don't know. They were like claiming there was two that didn't get found or whatever. But uh, I don't really trust our counts. Yeah, I never counted them. Just considering the circumstances surrounding all the counting and who was doing the counting. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Every kid got 20 or more eggs, so I think it was fine. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, those Easter egg uh, hunts, the the lawnmower will find anything that you didn't. That's true. Unless it's up in a tree. Yeah. I didn't put them too high. Yeah. So no no uh, egg gets hidden higher than me. That was kind of the limit. Good rule. Just a nice limit. I mean, it's a pretty good limit. It's a decent limit to work within, you know? Yeah. 
It's not like you're cutting yourself off from too much. The clothesline was a fun one. I, uh, yeah, busted some eggs open and clipped, like, dead leaves inside of the egg and then hung the dead leaf on the clothesline. So I was able to, like, hang the Easter eggs by the clothespins. (laughs) (sighs) Good times. I love hiding the Easter eggs. And we got to dye our chicken eggs. We did. Which was a lot of fun. You know, those turned out, most of them turned out way better than I expected. Because we got the backyard eggs and they're all uh, brown egg layers. All of our hens. And so I just didn't really know how well the dye would hold to the brown egg. There was a couple of colors that didn't really take. Like the blue slash purple stuff didn't seem to want to uh, stick or show up too well. But everything else was really nice. Everything else looked great. Some of the, the greens and the pinks were super vibrant. The gold was really cool. The golden eggs. Those were probably the best. I don't know what kind of voodoo uh, evil they put in that gold paint that you paint on the eggs but it says food safe right on the box so like what could go wrong you know what i'm saying oh you're not eating the shell anyway what could possibly go wrong um fantastic man had a great a great goddamn time yeah if i do say so and other than hard boiling those eggs we didn't have to do any cooking because our friends took care of that they did so that's always a nice treat they had a great goddamn time killer yeah it was wonderful it was wonderful. Yeah, my dad was saying, because uh, he he came and got the dogs. He spent the Easter weekend up in Iowa with his folks, so we watched his dogs. And when he came to pick them up today, he told me that uh, somebody was there on the Facebook uh, offering to hide Easter eggs and that they would hide uh, 20 eggs for $25 or Ooh. something like that. That's expensive. It's like, uh, isn't that like, pretty much all of the fun (laughs) yeah like if i didn't get to hide the eggs i wouldn't even do that shit at all everything about else about it is sort of a pain in the ass i didn't have to mess with filling the eggs because they did that so that was nice but uh remembering where you hit them that part sucks watching them find them is always fun because they have that you know joy and excitement oh look another one rushing toward it but uh you know, they, then they want to eat like 24 pieces of candy all at once. Ugh. And they're like, D- just just pump the brakes on the candy, Let's please. put it in the fridge for now. Pump the brakes on the candy, it's please. So gross. What have we done? That's kind of how I feel every time. At least we didn't get them those uh, monstrosity peeps that came out this season. Oh, peeps man. with different flavors. Some peeps are most, already nasty. Some of the most degen candy products on the shelves these days. They got like uh, rainbow unicorn marshmallow rainbow turds or they're like unicorn poo or something but it's like a rainbow marshmallow poop shape <laughs> like the little cream swirl thing things of that Ew. nature uh sour watermelon peeps Blech. Eesh. this makes my heart burn just thinking about it dude <laughs> yep <laughs> i can feel my stomach gurgly uh volcano uh speaking of <laughs> pop coming over he almost Burned the house down today. That was fun. He did almost burn the house down. Um, I've got a big twice. Me- got a big metal pail in which you pitch your butts, right? Sure. Like uh, any civilized human being. And uh, I guess, I don't know. He missed <laughs> he missed the pail. Whatever. It's right over there by my smoker. And so what else is right over there by my smoker? Uh, empty bags of coal from you know when I burned through all of the coal smoking meat. So <laughs> he says to me, "It smells like uh." What was burning? 
And then I kind of like, I like caught a little whiff and I was like, oh yeah, maybe somebody's like having a cookout in the neighborhood, you know, cause it kind of smelled a little bit like cookout. Uh, and then all of a sudden we both like kind of look over and there's smoke rising from over in that corner. I'm like, what in the hell? Uh, right above my chickens. And uh, then flames started licking up on this empty bag of coal. And so he grabs it with, I don't rem- I don't know what he was using to grab it. Some kind of a long tong that we had out there. I'm, it might have been uh, grill tongs or something like that. I don't know exactly. But he picks it up and he takes it over to my wood pile. Like he's heading toward there and I'm like, pop, pop. I've got a fire pit, right? Yeah, that's where the fire goes. Just put the put the burning piece of paper with coal powder in it in the fire pit. Well, the girls had moved the fire pit over toward the this hay bale, you know, because the chickens need bedding. So there's a bale of straw back there. Straw, I should be specific. Nice dry straw that sits in the sun (laughs) and so he doesn't even look he just whips that back into the fire pit and it's leaning out of the fire pit onto the hay uh or the straw bale and the straw bale immediately catches on fire like goes up into bigger flames (laughs) like dad you set my hay bale on fire man and i gotta fill up like there's a big dog dish outside so i'm filling that up with water pitching it at the hay bale at the straw uh yeah, so I got a nice smoky pile of straw now. Hooray! But I still have a house and I still have chickens, so, you know. Yeah, everything so was good. His mind was preoccupied. He's trying to get to bingo quickly, uh, which uh, inevitably will make these wacky situations where, you know, he's trying to get somewhere quickly and then he has to literally put out fires he makes. <laughs> so, hey, always interesting. Always a fun time when Pop comes around. And it's already never a dull moment in this house. That's right. So <laughs> it's a, it was just a, like a kind of a fun time. Yeah, it's a general. good story. <laughs> it's good for a laugh, you know. Yeah, because the chickens are alive and the house didn't burn down. That's right. That's the difference between tragedy and comedy: is that nobody died. That's at right. The, at the end of the story. So that's that's fun. That was fun. Love being back at the new time. I feel like I'm not about to die at any moment. Uh, I have nice notes written down. Things to talk about. Things like, oh, a little break from evening teaches. Not a huge break, unfortunately. Oh. There will be two more of those coming up. But uh, that'll be after next Tuesday. So we get two nights at the uh, normal time, which would be fantastic. You know what else was fantastic? What? We got to sit down with M. Andrew Jones for a Bulls with Buds. Oh, yeah. That was a great one. Last Friday night. That was fun. That was interesting. Uh, we talked about the two books we have read of his um because he was kind enough to send us a copy uh i've got a lot of books around the house but i don't read a lot of them (laughs) i'm just too busy like uh reading screens to read pages and there's somewhat of a tragedy about that but i did smash both of these books metal was the first one and then uh, children of the broken moon a first in a series that he has been planning called uh the chimera cycle so i'm very excited for that to continue and to progress, but it was cool to sit down and pick his brain about, you know, his, his journey into writing and some of the different things that he has coming up on the mind. If you hung out for the post show, he even dropped some super secret knowledge of upcoming, upcoming stories he's got in the works. So that was a great time. Check that out. And, um, also mandrewjones.com, all one word 
kind of looks like Mandrew Jones if you spell it out like that. Yeah, I'll have a link in the show notes. Although I'd never say such a thing out loud. He's so versatile. He is. Metal versus Children of the Broken Moon. It's like almost, it feels like two different authors. Different stories, different voices, different settings, different everything. Yeah. Different lengths. Metal is a breeze. You can shoot through that just sitting down oh, one yeah. time. Yep. Children of the Broken Moon takes a, f- a few nights to get through that, but... It's still it, a page turner, though. One, yeah, exactly. It's one of those ones that you want to get back to when you set it down because you have to do something. So, God, that's fantastic. Great time. Highly encourage you to check it out. Also, highly, highly encourage you to hang out with us this upcoming 420 you may have heard of it. Uh, it's a big deal in uh, stony circles. And we will be doing a show on 420. It is a Thursday night, a week from this Thursday, in fact. We will be sitting down with a another power couple in the No Agenda Underground. That's right. Make Heroism and Mary-Kate Ultra will be joining us in the bowl. So get fucking hyped for that, my friends. Yeah, episode 240 on Epis- 420. Episode 240. It's pure pottery. We could not have planned that if we tried. If we tried to, if we would have tried to plan that out, we would have fucked it up. Definitely. I think that's just, <laughs> I take it personally as a sign that uh, God is at least as stoned as we are. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, God. Thanks, man. Hook us up again. So, yeah, episode uh, 240 Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. You're going to want to be there for that. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a fantastic time. Uh, that also means no Bows with Buds in the upcoming week, uh, which will also be a nice little break. A nice little break. And I do have a a Fizzolino wedding to attend oh. and work, which is always good to get extra work. Yeah, bartending's fun. ABH, always be hustling. You'll have some good stories from that. That's right. I'm trying to dig deep and get this friggin' loan I took to... Uh, do this web dev uh, boot camp. I'm trying to pay that off this year by Christmas. That'll be a, my Christmas present to everybody. Just to not have to shovel money into that hole anymore. Yeah. Gotta pay down the debt. Yes. Snowball it. Get the get it the hell out of here. I think it can be done. Oh, I know it can be done. It's uh we've made tremendous progress on that, so and it's been well worth it. And uh yeah. it paid for itself. It did. It's literally paying itself off as we speak. So um yeah. All of that is great news, my friends. All that's great news. You've been working your ass off lately, too. I have. I had a huge project fall in my lap, which was fantastic. Because with my line of work, freelance transcription, it is feast or famine. And I had a feast. And now it's slowed down because I finished the project, so. Beast of a feast. It's good while it lasted. It was. It was wonderful. Maybe it'll have a second. uh, Yeah. There'll be more. Second uh, momentum. Second wind. What am I trying to say? Words. Ugh. (sighs) <sighs> Who needs all these words? I'm just trying to do a podcast, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of doing a podcast, uh, I think we have some bowlers to thank very much. I bet we do. For helping us do a podcast, because that's what we do week after week, bowl after bowl. Every Tuesday, you can count on us sitting our asses down and making another one of these for your bowling pleasure. And we do it on the value for value, value model, on a value for value basis, which is... A really simple proposition. Essentially, we make it, we put it out there. We don't do ad reads. We don't put anything behind paywalls, any bonus content, any of that. It's just all out there for your uh, 
hopeful value. That's what we uh, hope. We hope to somehow send you some value through our words and through, uh, I don't know, whether it's entertainment or information or a passionate rant or just a fun story about the first time some callers did some things. Uh, we just ask that if you get value, uh, just return that value in the form of your time, your talent, or your treasure. It all boils down to the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And uh, just pinch a little nug off and add it to the bowl as we pass it around and share it with our little community, kind of like all of our bowlers do week after week. And that's why we thank them up front in the show. We like to show our appreciation for all their support, keeping the thing going, keeping the line node online. And uh, by the way, I kind of had no idea this kind of happened while I was asleep or in a code hole or, I don't know, doing one of the thousand stupid things that I do. But Akamai, I can't even pronounce their name, A-K-A-M-A-I, Akami, Akamai. 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 I would say Akamai. Akamai. What do I know? Well, they bought Linode at some point. Ooh. And now when you're logging in, it's like their logo shows up on the upper left. Mm. And it says, welcome, we're, we're working on integrating Linode and Akamai. And uh, you can learn more by reading a vague blog post about uh, the celebration, but I can't seem to log in Ooh. with what I know were my line, uh, Linode credentials. Thank you. Awesome. Fantastic time. Killer. So I don't know. I was trying to maybe give myself some more dedicated wham to my Sovo because I want to operate with uh, the recommended amount of dedicated wham. <laughs> but unfortunately, Oh, dedicated RAM. I can't log into my goddamn Linode account. I can log into my AzureCast dashboard. Fantastic. So I can make sure the damn thing works. I can still connect, obviously, to butt, because you're listening to the sounds of my voice live through my butt right now. But what I can't do is change my damn Linode plan, which is upsetting. So a support ticket has been submitted. Fun times. Uh, but anyway. Oh, well, we'll get to see what the response time is. This is... uh. A consideration I'm I'm considering jumping over to the old digital ocean, mm. uh, like the magical mystery boobery does, and uh, many other I think streams are over there on digital ocean droplets. And I'm thinking about playing about uh, wondering about doing the back end for the new bull after bull over there too. Maybe we could just get two birds stoned at once, and we could host the database for the damn thing over there. So, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Just thinking about, uh, talking about maybe doing some things, you know. You know how life goes. Uh, but, anyway, we were thanking some bowlers. Excuse my uh, wild rant of stupidity. Uh, let's go back one week, make sure that we are back one week. One week ago was the 4th of April, so that means that since then, we did get a recurring payment from the man with the plan. You know him as Dan Gehring. All right. Of the MMO. Thank you, Dan. Uh, some know him as Greg Daniels, but that's just the name he dances under. Yeah. Others might know him as N.A. Millennial. That's right. He's the man of many names who swears he's not a fed. So you just you just do the math on that. Uh, he, <laughs> he got us as $10 monthly. So we very much appreciate that. Uh, and you can set up a monthly PayPal by clicking on the bottom of any page of bullafterbull.com. There's a little donate button, and you can... Uh, do a one-time or a recurring 
a subscription to the bowl. You're also hearing throughout the show these uh, bowling balls slapping into the pins down here on the lanes that we have. And those are the sounds of hot, fresh boostograms slapping my node in real time. And uh, the helipad gives a little bowling pin trigger. Kaboom, kabam. And we have a fantastic jingle for it. We do. We do have a fantastic jingle for it, brought to you by... Uh, hey, Citizen. One of the best bowlers in town, the uh, musical bowler known as Hey, Citizen. I'm gonna do some stats. I've got 40000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that get you in the mood to read some boosts? Oh, you know it. Gets my boost uh, absolutely boosted. And we do have boosts. We always scroll back in the helipad to whatever we see 1420 from Harvat. And it's always six days ago because it's slightly less than 24 hours that we ended the show last week. Makes nothing but sense, right? Right, right. So uh, that's where it starts. He came in from Podverse with a rare note attached says backup boost that's right for some reason his first boost got hung up and suspended and stuck in the wonderful world of lightning uh payment routing and uh, i don't know i don't know if it got frozen unfroze or whatever ended up happening but the backup boost did make it through and we very much appreciate that because yeah. otherwise how the hell would we know where to start this thing thanks harvat we'd be totally lost without you harvat uh in more ways than just that Next up, I wanted to say thank you to Stephen B. He boosted 10,000 sats to the uh, reprise track on Stay A While from his uh, new music side project uh, application, musicsideproject.com. You can see it. And that is a site that is aggregating all of the uh, fastly growing library of value for value music. So just like we're podcasting, you can stream sats and Sin boosts, you can do that for music too. Been that way for a, a couple couple years now. A couple years now, but now apps are coming online, and so people actually have the means to uh, do that in a less technical, more uh, ease of transition kind of way. I definitely appreciate that, and thank you, Stephen, for the uh, vote of confidence on Stay A While. We uh, did a little tests, and then I've got a lot of boosts that came in for our little talk with uh, I'm Andrew Jones, and we read those on the last show. Remember, if you boost the Bulls with Buds episode, I'm Andrew Jones was on uh, forever and for always. He will get a third of that split and uh, goes right to his Albi wallet. And uh, he told us himself he needs money. So that's one way to help uh, him out. We did get a boost of 1033 from Widow Garrett out of Fountain. Oh, thanks, Widow Garrett. She said, loving the tasty tunes on the stream, y'all keeping it lit. And she boosted the next day because usually I just keep the music running and I pass out and then it just goes, it just kind of stays playing music until I come down the next day and uh, reorient my life, figure it all out all over again. And if it's a Friday night bowl, that could take quite some time. You never really know. So uh, music after the show. Stick around if you're a, a live streamer. We should do all kinds of wacky shit after the show, including producing the show, which is probably the least wacky of all the things that we have done post-show. It's still quite wacky. Still quite wacky, no doubt. 10101 Sats from C-Dubs. Uh, he's boosting from the podcast index, and he says, first time I ever got a tattoo. Ah, oh, yeah. Ooh. 
I was trying to remember that F tie and I couldn't to save my butt because I saw that when it came in and I was like, oh, that's a great F tie. And then when I got to my list, I was like, what was that? What was that F tie? So thank you for sending it in a boost. And I'm writing it down right now because that's a great one. We were talking about uh, getting tattoos and tattoos we have. So F tie. Why come you no have a tattoo? Got a tattoo. That's a great <laughs> story. You won't have a story about it. Or maybe you will. You Why can, come? You can. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got stories. You can come up with something. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, what's next? 3333 is next. And that is from the lovely, wonderful Dame Trail Chicken. Oh, buck buck. Thank She's you. She's out of Fountain. And uh, she says, <laughs> she's got a lightning and a dolphin emoji, and she says, ho now now boost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, until she boosted, I totally forgot about ho now now. But damn, what a great name. For an island. Oh, oh now, now. That's right. Oh, now, now. Oh, now, now. Uh, thank you, Dame Trail Chicken. <laughs> hundred sets uh, a couple of times from the Mere Mortals podcast. Oh, a hundred and then a thousand. Both out of Fountain. They uh, Looks like Kyron is boosting his own Mere Mortals book reviews, testing to see how many splits still work. Well, you can bet your sweet booty cheeks uh, that a split to my node is going to be resilient, man. We got uptime here. In the bowl, in the war room. Tell you what, I will be receiving boosts uh, at any hour of the day. And uh, if you don't believe me, well, just test it out, man. See if that fails. I uh, I challenge anybody to uh, find a payment that fails to my node. I bet you can't. I bet you can't. Uh, next up, <laughs> you see that bait? You see that tasty bait? I did. Oh, man. I heard it. Next up, 3333 out of Fountain. This is Bully Steed. Ah, oh, Bully Steed. Oh, Thank Boosty you. Boosty Steed. Yeah. And uh, again, out of Fountain, she says, Bitcoin hits 30K. Hell yeah. 30K, you say? No way. No way. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a kind of a bummer. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it for the... Uh, for the shit stay. Next up, uh, forty two sixty nine from Harv Hat. He noticed our live ping, and he's here uh, with his usual calling card out of Podverse this time. Uh, always a different location, but always the same numbers. We thank you for that. Uh, anytime we go live, because of course this is what we refer to lovingly as a new live son of a bitch. And, uh... This is a new live son of a bitch! That means every time we go live, we send out an alert to the whole world via the PodPing network. And apps that utilize this information can send you a little notification saying, Hey, guys, the ball after ball is live. You should tune in. You should listen. You should stream and boost. Which is cool. It's an awesome little piece of interactivity. All made possible by Podcasting 2.0. So thank you, Harvhat. Uh, for being part of the fun. Uh, by the way, I should mention, and I keep forgetting to mention, uh, unzip, strip, and go over to nudepodcastapps.com if you're missing out on this boost action. If you're like, what the hell is a boost? Uh, get yourself a nude podcast app, and then uh, get yourself some sats, and play around. Play around with the future of value-to-value, value-for-value, peer-to-peer payments, man. It's this little thing we like to call Financial freedom. Next up, the lovely, the wonderful, the incredible, the powerful, in 4VX. 
at noagentasocial.com. Out of CurioCaster, he sends three, two, one, zero sats, little countdown boost, and he says three, two, one, get lit. Yeah. Thanks, N4VX. Lots of weed. Uh, he is expecting, by the way, a new human resource any day now. Yeah. Number four. Number four. He's catching up. Catching up to the wolf pack. That's awesome. We might have to do something about that. So excited for you, N4VX. And yes. Congrats. Absolutely. Any day now. Any day now. I think he came up with a good name during the Bulls with Buds. Oh, yes? Yeah. He was throwing darts at the Bible. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I think he uh, was maybe going with like Zerubbabel, Methuselah or something along those lines. <laughs> this is what you wanted. That's right. Uh, that sounds like a perfect name to me. And uh, just bowlers out there, remember, keep in mind. We need babies. We need the babies. Keep making them babies. Next up, 19,760 sets. That's coming from the Dirty Jersey Whore. All right. Thank you. That's out of Podverse. And he said, did somebody say bowl? I'm sorry. I'm a dirty, filthy liar. He said, did someone say bowl? And yeah, you heard right. We're bowling. Bowl after bowl. That's right. Pounding the old in and out, eh? Appreciate you. Next up, our man Hey Citizen with a little bit of... 69! 69, dudes! It's coming out of Podverse as well. And he says, they see me bowling. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Thanks, Hey Citizen. That is uh, ripe <laughs> yeah. for the picking right there. Little uh, They See Me Bowling parody. I love it. I love it. I can almost taste it. Thank you. Thank you very much for your boost, sir. Uh, Rev Cybertruckers up next out of Fountain. 420 sets. Ayo. Oh, Rev. Thank you. And he said, well, bowl me over. Mwah. <laughs> Loving all the bowl theme boosts. Fantastic. Everybody's on the bull train. On the bull train, including Boosty Steed. She's back for another one. 3333 out of Fountain. She says, I'm here for the shit stain. Let's bowl. All right. Little bowling emojis. Uh, I also am here for the shit stain, in fact. So uh, I should have a decent one for you. Decent one for you. Uh, one, two, three hundred. That's 12,300 sets from Piranesi. Thanks, Piranesi. Out of Fountain, no note, just the boost. Uh, couldn't be shorter or sweeter. We appreciate you. Love you very much. Uh, 15,000 sats. Not to be outdone, it's Mary-Kate Ultra coming up next. All right, thanks. And she says, stacking sats up the ass. Hell yeah. With dollar signs in the ass. That's the uh, absolute fleek way to spell ass. It's with dollar signs. Fucking love it. I fucking love it. And, uh... Love you guys. Make heroism right behind her with 4224 sats twice. Ooh. That's right. 4224, 4224, both out of fountain. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to our 420 party. Yeah, me too. That we're about to throw a week from Thursday, y'all. Week from Thursday. Write it down on your calendar. Uh, write it on your upper thigh with a Sharpie just so you don't forget. And then when you drop the lit roach on your thigh because it was too short and you slap yourself on the leg you'll look down and go oh shit that's right there's an upcoming bulls with buds on 420 and you won't miss it do it now thank me later uh finally last one for right now uh, on my list the dirty jersey whore he's back with a 69 69 dudes 
Coming out of Podverse, and he says, V for V is the new black. <laughs> I could not agree more. I could not agree more. It is the way. It is absolutely the way. And uh, we really just try to keep uh, pushing it so hard. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. That's right. Because then you don't have to get icky ads or, you know, sit through any of that cringe crap. Yeah, basically nobody can hold anything over your head. You don't get a phone call saying, listen, listen, you know, we own you. And so you have to do this. And uh, uh, the sponsors are very upset by what they heard. Yeah, we just have bowlers around here, and that's awesome. It's a community. And the bowlers love what they heard because they got value from it in some way, shape, or form. And so they express that in the form of these boostograms, in the form of these PayPals, in the form of many other things, such as... You can just pass the bowl to someone you think might enjoy it. That, of course, is the simplest way. But you can also contribute art, jingles, ISOs, news stories, or leave us a voicemail. Every week, we have a first-time-I-ever topic, and this week we want to hear about the first time you ever had something in your butt. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of And you can text us if you're voice shy at 816-607-3663. All the cool bowlers are doing it, and uh, the voicemail answering machine is standing by. That's right. Just waiting for you to hit it. It's not peer pressure, dude. It's just your turn. So you know it. Give us a ring. Give us a ring. Fantastic. Well, uh, usually this is the time where we start a different segment. We kind of roll on into the old... Arting! Arting! Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you really want to build a node. Don't you really want to build a node? Don't you really want to be in full control of all your sats? You don't have to guess. Oh my god, are they still there? Are they still mine? You don't have to make a withdrawal request and wait 30 days for it to process. You don't have to, uh... Get rug pulled because the company your wallet was with was some kind of weird uh, Eastern European sham. And then they just turned their note off and ran away with all your money. No way. Run your own, man. Run your own. And then, more importantly, you can learn. And knowledge is power, my friend. Knowledge is power. And we got some powerful bowlers. It's hard until you do it. And then it becomes easier over time. And, uh... Like all things worth doing, it's not as easy as falling off a log. It's not as easy as being a Facebook user. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, if it was easy, it wouldn't come with any freedom whatsoever. So that's what we love about it. That's what we love about it. Uh, most of my news this week is sort of personal news. The old micro news. Uh, there were a few things rolling out in Bitcoin world in macro. And I guess I can get out of the way maybe the biggest one or at least the most talked about one or one of the most visible ones. And that is the price point. The price point, which we don't talk about a whole heck of a lot, but every once in a while. And usually when we're talking price point, we're talking sats per dollar. How many sats can I buy with this crumply ass dollar bill? 
that I have right here. I'd like to get rid of George Washington. And could you instead give me thousands of sats for that? Yeah. Well, uh, turns out you still can get about 33,500, uh, or excuse me, 3,300. 3,355 sats. Uh, so we're under our 4K sats per dollar. We have been for some time. We did hit 30K. It's been uh, hovering there for a couple of days, although according to current metrics, it has dipped slightly below that. We're looking at uh, 29,800-ish. Uh, just before the show, it was still above 30K. So, you know, a little roller coaster of love. And that is also why we don't really hyperfixate or obsess over the price. Sometimes when I think price, I think, wow, when my kids become adults and I give them a little bit of uh, the sat stack to go off and start their life with, uh, man, they will have some purchasing power, you know? Yeah, when people are paying in millisats. A decade uh, from now, what are we going to be doing? What are we going to be talking about? Uh, and yeah, it's an interesting ride. It's an interesting ride. I am bummed, though. I am bummed because when I look at price, I really think in sats per dollar. And I also think, uh, what am I going to get back when I spin the wheel on my fold card and I get my sats back for cash back purchases? And uh, when price goes up, man, my rewards, they go down. Mm. And I just want some sats, you know? I just want to stack some sats. Speaking of trying to stack some sats with the fold card, uh, this is one of a couple of stories that I actually could have talked about last week uh but my i was just too exhausted i wouldn't have been able to do them really full justice of talking about it and the first thing is fold card now no longer working with these stack sats hacks these uh stacking hacks that uh, a lot of us fold card nerds have been doing uh basically the deal was this you could pay r literally friggin anything you wanted to pay using your fold card um, via PayPal. And uh, the evil douches at PayPal have uh, interrupted the ability to do this. And I really don't know or give a fuck about what the federal laws around this mechanism are. Uh, it's something to do with a prepaid debit card paying specifically um, things like debt and um, that includes mortgage loans, and credit card bills, okay? So I can't just put a debit card and pay my credit card bill. I can't just put a debit card on my mortgage at the bank. I have to use a bank account and um, was kind of really stacking sets. That was like uh, way over 50% of my spend on the Volt card was between the credit card bill and the mortgage. I mean, those are kind of big ones, right? Yeah. And uh, we were all stacking massive on this getting great sats back on it. And uh, the trick was to add your fold card as a payment method in PayPal and then pay your Discover or your MasterCard or your, you know, what have you with that PayPal account. And then you kind of had this nice, lovely little loophole where it would come out of your fold card and you'd spend for sats back and you could get 1%, 2%, whatever the wheel happens to land on. You could take that safe 1% flat fee if you're a, a timid little boy. Uh, or you can leave it all the chance and spin the Wheel of Fortune and uh, almost always get at least a 1% back. Sometimes more. Sometimes more, dog. So what does PayPal do? They shit on everybody's fun, right on everybody's parade. And if you take a look at the uh, Fold Apps blog, 
over at blog. What a word, blog. Blog. If you go to blog.foldapp.com slash PayPal dash update. This is their latest blog post, and it is now nine days old. Actually, it's now, damn a lamb, it's about 12 days old. March 29th. Two-minute read, so it's a quick one. And uh, filed under PayPal, comma, stack hack. About one year ago, one of our most active community members shared a method he was using to supersize his sat stacking, and it seemed too good to be true. By linking the fold card as your payment method on PayPal's bill bill pay feature, you can earn sats on all your monthly bills, mortgages, credit cards, auto loans, rent, utilities, phone, cable, blah, 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 blah. Some lucky stackers could even pay property taxes, all with no fees. You name it, you pay it, and you get sats back for paying it. What a freaking concept. Let me tell you, it was excellent. It was excellent. Uh, this blog says it quickly moved from too good to be true to enjoy it while it lasts. This new stack hack made paying those bills a lot less painful and even a little more fun. It's true. I can personally attest to that. Uh, people were paying months in advance sometimes. Buy the dip became spin the dip. 2% back became 3%. It was so awesome. Even Will Reeves was doing it. Uh, one, of the, one of the dudes here. They copy a tweet from him. And uh, he's got a picture of himself buying sats through Fold with a nice tight spread and no fees, earning two spins extra as a reward, and then turning around and paying his mortgage with the Fold card and using those extra spins to get the 2% back. But boom, uh, PayPal had a few issues intermittently, but overall was relatively stable. And then a couple weeks ago, we started seeing reports that the Fold card was being bypassed and backup payment methods were being used. For science, I removed my backup payment method, tried to pay a bill, and received an error. Uh, I had no uh, backup payment method, so I also was receiving the error when I tried to do what I have been, what I had been doing for months, which was paying all these monthly bills on the fold card. So they list off what we know and what we don't know here. Good news: other types of bills still work: rent, insurance, taxes, utilities, phone, etc. Uh, basically, this means anything that you could pay with a debit card before the dumb stat sack hack. You can still pay. So like electric bill, water bill, shit like that still works. Okay, cool. That's a fraction of the uh, the big boys mortgage and credit card. So other good news. Oh, excuse me. Bad news. Let's go to the bad news. This was an intentional move by PayPal. Uh, Fold and other popular prepaid debit cards have been blocked as a payment method for certain types of bills, including mortgages, credit cards, and auto loans. Then they try to hit you with a, a little silver lining. Other good news. It may not be permanent. We've discussed this with PayPal and Visa and hope to return this supersizing opportunity to you in the near future. This actually does have me somewhat hopeful because I guarantee over half, over half of the money moving through Fold just fucking dried up when this happened. Yeah, because those are the big bills that they They're pulled. big numbers. Big numbers. And people were happy to pay their shit early and stack some sats off. And I know I was, especially when the uh, uh, sats per dollar was so high throughout that period of time. Uh, so then they go into current options. If you have recently deposited money in your fold account, this is where it actually gets pretty depressing. If you have recently deposited money in your fold account to pay bills, you still can. <laughs> People have found some billers accept debit card payments directly. If you call in and talk to a representative or use an automated payment system, uh, I haven't looked into this myself, but I think I will flirt with that idea because, um, get them Jesus, sats. it was so nice to get the sats. Check with your biller. Your mileage may vary. 
You can also, this is what is the black pill. <laughs> you can also use the account and routing number found in the account tab of the Fold app to pay bills. This is somewhat a cool feature, except for the fact that uh, they limp dick you on the other side of it. So you can go to the Biller's online payment portal and tap pay, pay by bank or pay by e-check. And then you can go into your Fold account settings and they actually have an account number and a routing number they provide you. So you can write an e-check that comes out of your Fold balance. However, you won't receive a, pay a spin for a payment like this, but you can still pay your bill with the funds you intend to use. Well, what's the fucking point of that? Yeah, you're not stacking sets. Like, I don't use my Fold balance to get my jimmies, you know, I use it to stack sats exclusively. If I didn't get sats for the fold, I would not have a fucking fold in the first place. That is literally the only point of having it. So that's fun. That's a fun suggestion. Now, I understand, um, you know, if you drew yourself totally dry because all of the money that you pay your mortgage and credit card with, you took out of your bank account and you put into fold and now it's not in your bank account obviously we got a problem there and we got to be able to spend it but oh there was something so absolutely cruel about emptying out a fold balance and not being able to stack a single sat off of it are you fucking kidding me and and that begs the question oh why not bro if you're gonna give me an account and routing number like why not just uh let me spin off of that yeah i don't get it i there's, know it's still the card there's probably some dumbass banker reason why and it makes perfect sense and it's probably more expensive to do that do it that way but uh me a simple retard doesn't care about any of that i just want my sats right right simple enough if neither above of the above is an option for you and you need to withdraw funds you can do so by linking a bank account and following the steps in step four of our withdraw funds faq Oof. big oofs my man this also works for linking Venmo or Apple Pay. Okay. Moving forward, we'll be sure to share inf any information we get and any solutions or alternatives we find for now. We'll continue to build an experience that is fun, rewarding, and sustainable. Blah, 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 blah. So uh, I think that they do have a huge financial incentive to try and negotiate with PayPal and get it turned back on. And I'm, I'm hoping that they do because, man, the sats. Yeah, it was great while it lasted. Can we talk about the sats? That's all. That's all. Anyway, so it's a little bit melancholy now in the world of Fold, unfortunately. Uh, by the way, strike uh, prepaid Visa debit card when? Right. Your man been on the waiting list for two years. Come on, Jack Mollers, what's going on? When can I get my uh, fancy black strike card? What's going down there? Anyway, that's the lovely PayPal update. Thank you, Fold. Thank you, Fold. Not really Fold's fault. I'm not trying to harsh on Fold's mellow. It just is uh, just a bummer, man. Fucking PayPal, you douches. Yet another douche move by PayPal. I'm sure they were just trying to follow my laws. Oh, we gotta follow my laws. It's like, uh, you don't, though. Actually, take it from me, okay? Weed's been illegal this whole time. Like, you don't necessarily really technically, uh, physically have to turns out that's all not financial advice not medical advice just uh. just just a personal observation i've seen uh walking around uh as a human that was already born some time ago it's kind of too late i came out of the womb and now it's too late can't put me back in you know that's all another news item that is personal that i promised an update on but 
again, was fuzz-brained out the last time that we spoke, dear bowlers. The Bitcoin product community, I had mentioned that on a previous shit stain, uh, two stains ago is when I shit it. And uh, I said they were having uh, an online meeting. They had kind of announced it. And turns out this was their first, what they're calling the learning club, uh, their first learning club meeting. Went down on uh, the 30th of last month. And uh turns out it was perfect time for me because it, it, it winds up being 11.30 Central Time. And they just do a Jitsi meeting. Nice. So it was a little Jitsi meeting, and it was just a few product managers. And I guess the story is that this community kind of started as uh, a bunch of uh, product managers in the dev world who wanted to leverage their skills in the Bitcoin community and, and kind of help PM some Bitcoin FOSS projects. And then over time, a lot of people joined who weren't PMs, who were just kind of regular devs or just even regular plebs that wanted to learn more and help out and help build, uh, which is what we do in a bear market is build. Uh, it's also what we do in a bull market, just build stuff. So this first learning club meeting, it kind of focused on an article that had been written by uh, one of the one of the members, one of the core members of this um, budding Bitcoin product community. Uh, his name is oh, and I'm not going to pronounce it right, and I'm going to feel like a, a complete asshat. But Matt Balez, Matt Balez, um, he's a fantastic Canadian gentleman who was a PM at Google for a long time. He was uh, kind of head dude in charge of a lot of their Google Maps mobile development. Uh, he also ran the Google Glass project, which uh, I think ended up stopping in beta. Whatever happened to Google Glass? Was that the glasses? Yeah, the little glasses, and it pretty much just was people in San Francisco. <laughs> and they started calling them glass holes. It was like this whole thing, you know? I don't um, know. So, yeah. We had uh, something in common that uh, we had uh, lots of kids. Oh, nice. So he's like, I have four kids. I was like, oh, yeah, me too. And he was like, oh, wow, I've never met anyone else who like can relate to that <laughs> <laughs> in this world, which I thought was kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was uh, kind of centered around an article he wrote about what is a project manager. And essentially the takeaway was a project manager is a guy that wears a crap load of hats and um, he's kind of the connector to everyone else on the project. Uh, he starts off the article by kind of dispelling the myths about, um, and for the record, I know nothing of project management. I haven't been involved in uh, being a project manager, although I guess you could say somewhat my role as a teacher involves a lot of the things project managers do. Um he said, everybody tells you that being a project manager is like being the CEO of the product. And he said, that's true only in one aspect. And that aspect is that the buck stops with you. Anything and everything that goes wrong with the project is your fault. Mm. And uh, it's also true that you're judged based on the success of the, of the product itself. And so the essential takeaway from the whole article is being a project or being a product manager is a lot more akin to being a janitor where you're kind of running cleanup, putting fires out, but 
it's also a little bit like a switchboard operator where you're just kind of connecting people who need certain things to people who can get those things because you have the Rolodex and you know all of the players and the moving parts, etc. Uh, so it was really interesting. It was just like a chance for me to learn a little bit more about the the product management world. And I thought, man, that kind of sounds like something I would be better at than sitting in a code hole. Um, that's for sure. Because that's kind of, uh, in, a, in a lot of workplaces, I was sort of like an interdepartmental guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, if the production floor needed something from sales, then I, instead of like just listening to everybody bitch about it amongst themselves, I would go over to the sales department and be like, Hey, uh, is, is Kevin around? Like, uh, can we just need this one thing? And we were curious, you know, just trying to make everybody's life easier and actually do the communication part, which nobody was willing to do. Just most people just complain about other departments and just nobody even knows that the other departments complaining or having problems. So it, it, it really did strike a chord with me anyway, uh, hopped into several of their, um, places to chat. And you can see a full calendar of their upcoming events if you go to their website, which is at bitcoin-project.org. Bitcoinproduct.org. Did I say project? You did. Bitcoin-product.org. Wow. And the next one, which I will uh, try, uh, be trying to hop on, it is a Jitsi meeting, live stream, Shadow APM is the title of that. And again, Thursday at 1130 Central, which will be right when my lunch break starts. So I'm going to see how much of that I can actually uh, catch. We'll see what happens. That's pretty cool. It was fun. It was it was interesting. Um, I'm just kind of looking for a community of people who know more about how to like plug the Bitcoin and Lightning functionality into um, into into working apps. And we already have, you know, I already know a few people like that. But I always am looking to add more. You know. Definitely. Because I don't want to, like, capitalize any one single person's time either, you know? I'd like to be able to spread that out if I could and ask several people the same question and get different perspectives and such. Never know what you might learn. Uh, last update for you all is the latest happenings in the KC Bitcoiners. We're working on another block party. All right. Uh, I think late June is the target for that. Different venue this time. Uh, the venue is still not quite established. Um, but the taco spot doesn't even take Bitcoin payments anymore. Oh, what happened? I, I don't know exactly. It fell off the wagon, fell off the wagon, probably watching the price too hard. Mm. Thinking, thinking with their fiat mind. Yeah. Uh, so the Casey Bitcoiners will be doing a Bitcoin and coffee this Friday morning. I got to teach. So I won't be able to attend, but it does kick off at seven 30 at, uh, thou mayest, the River Kwai location down there at the uh, city market, right there on the streetcar line uh, where the streetcar tur turns around <clears throat> and heads back south. Also, next Tuesday, uh, 418, there will be a Beers with Bitcoiners, 6 p.m. chicken and a pickle in North KC. I will be at that one. I won't be hanging out uh, the whole time and be the last guy leaving like I usually am because, of course, we've got to get back and do the show. But I will be... Uh, making an appearance, hanging out for an hour or two, seeing what the boys are up to, seeing what the latest word is. So, uh, yeah, if you're in the KC area, KC Bitcoiners is a fantastic group of dudes and chicks. And uh, and kids. And kids. It's just everyone. Everyone goes and has a grand old time. And chickens. 
and uh, <laughs> you know, just bitch about uh, how much the dollar sucks. It's it's really fun. <laughs> uh, so you definitely want to be one of us. Come out and uh, come out and hang. It's a motley crew for sure. No doubt. Yeah, those guys are great. You, we we have a lot more in common than just Bitcoin. Turns out, like once you get to talk, it it reminds me a lot of the No Agenda meetups. You know? Yeah. Just like a group of people and you're like, what are these people having common? You know, you're looking at everybody and, and then it's like, Oh, the common thread is Bitcoin. It's kind of like the no agenda meetups. You're like, what are, who are these freaks? Oh, no agenda. I get it now. I get it now. So yeah, fantastic. I heard some pins fall. Yes. Some pins indeed did fall, including 4,200 sats coming in for Fletcher from Fletcher for Fletcher. Send him right back. You watch uh, 4,200 sats, and he says, why come? Why come you don't have a tattoo? (laughs) Uh, That via fountain, Uh, by the way. So good. And then he also sent 4,200 sats out of fountain and said, boing, kudos on the penis, sir. That's my hot meal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thanks, Fletcher. I've been working on it my whole life. That's my hot meal. (laughs) (laughs) oh man i'm very interested to hear what you have today for us in the top three thirty three all right well i was kicking myself in the ass post show because i forgot that's hot very important i can reach my foot can reach my own ass i forgot some very important magic number news because it wasn't necessarily a headline But you may recall Trump made a truth. I think that's what they call the posts over on that truth social. That's so retarded. (laughs) He truthed. He truthed. Yeah. He truthed that D.A. Bragg just illegally leaked the 33 points of indictment. All right. You may have seen this. Did you hear about this? The funny part is the media, of course, had been saying over 30, over 30, and people speculated it would be 33 because that's the magic number. Of course. Trump makes his truth, and immediately after, the headlines come pouring out 34 indictments. Oh. And I just took a screen grab of all the headlines from every mainstream outlet you can imagine. 34, 34. You think Bragg went and added one when he saw the truth (laughs) and he could invalidate the truth? Someone I hate that. It's called a truth. That's so fucking dumb. Yeah. If you can edit and delete, then how can it be a truth? Toots are so much better. Because that's what I'm doing when I'm writing and posting in the world. I'm just going... And uh, life is better when you can edit and delete your toots, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. But the truth... Nah, man. Can't edit or delete that. Yeah. The truth cannot be pixelated, (laughs) my friend. The timing was just so crazy. And the, it's like the cover-up, you know, because there were a lot of outlets that picked up the 33 number and his truth. Because, you know, a lot of journalism now is just writing about what people are tooting, tweeting, and truthing out. Journalists are like professional retweeters and yeah. re- retruthers. Yeah, boosters. They just boost for, uh, and then they bitch about not being paid enough. It's fascinating. It is. I do that shit for free as a hobby just to make people upset. Yeah, sometimes you get zaps. Yeah. Over on Noster when you share a note. That's right. Well, anyways, I thought it was worth mentioning here. Since we love talking about the magic number. Makes nothing but sense. This week, however, 
We had a big old headline from Reuters. India's power output grows at fastest pace in 33 years, fueled by coal. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, coal bad. Yeah, dirty coal, boo. Yeah, it says, uh, intense summer heat waves, a colder than usual winter in northern India, and an economic recovery led to a jump in electricity demand, forcing India to crank up output from coal plants and solar farms as it scrambled to avoid power cuts. Turns out coal is very good at making hot, sustainable fire. Wild, isn't it? And then you can turn that fire into energy, electricity. And yeah, see, everyone had power. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing. Greenies are such fucking idiots. They are. They are. Hey, when I smoke my pork butt, I burn coal. Come at me, dog. And don't even bring up nuclear. (laughs) 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 Greenies and midwits aligned. We need need a, a... Giant metal pinwheel will solve all of our problems. Ugly things. Fuck the birds. Bird killers. Fuck the birds. Yeah. And don't talk about, you know, the gasoline you have to dump on it when they freeze up or whatever. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, And those solar panels, they just get cracked and broken and dumped into a big old pile. It doesn't ever go away. That's always fun. Oh, uh, there are four leaves on my solar panel. So now it's almost worthless. Yeah. No bueno. Good times. Good times. But no, can't do coal. Couldn't do coal. I wondered if this next story would ever find a way into the bowl. And it did. And I hate that it's here with the magic number. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Man eating only McDonald's for 100 days says he's lost 33 pounds so far. (laughs) You may have heard of this dude. Malnourishment, maybe? (laughs) Yeah, right? Oh, gross. Of course, he's um, eating whatever he wants in very small portions. Oh, I see. So he's eating half of a McDonald's meal in a sitting. Does he put the other half in the fridge for later? Well, his wife has joined him, so I think she's now eating the other half. Oh, that's hot. But she's only been doing it for like a week. He's, you know. So she's only lost 10 pounds. (laughs) Two pounds. (laughs) Two pounds. Come on, get it straight. Two pounds, okay. Two pounds by starving yourself with crappy fake food. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. And he's like, well, I still eat McFlurries. I still eat the apple fritters. I'm like, that's disgusting. Those are not worth it. 33 pounds. Hey, you know what? If the ends justify the means. Is it really that bad, though? I mean, McDonald's is expensive, too. And it doesn't taste good. That's where I'm going with it. Like, just go get some beef. Make your own burgers. Eat half a burger that you made. At least it's delicious. Way better idea. And you probably have lost 66 pounds by now. All right, woman, stop the show and cook me a burger. (laughs) That's going to take too long. (laughs) But maybe post-show. Oh, you got me in the burger mood now all of a sudden. So he's ordering three meals a day from McDonald's. Like, that's all he's eating. Oh, he probably door dashes it too and pays $700 per per meal. Shit Donald's. (laughs) It's so gross. He, Uh. He mentions his cholesterol is lower too. You know, this is just a giant ad campaign. Yeah. And we all know it. Yeah. He's probably an influencer, whatever they call those people who, you know, turn their phone on themselves and talk into the camera mm-hmm. and look like retards and get clicks. We know how this works. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? Yeah. So, anyways, magic number, though. Well, <laughs> fantastic. Yes. Forcing me to talk about it. <laughs> Getting Lori to absolutely unload on McDonald's. Uh, forcing me to just 
choke it down. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. And my final story tonight is about a 33-year-old First Nations woman whose body was found in a landfill. Oh, no. Yeah. Very bad. Very sad. Lots of colored flags coming out because she's a Native American. And they're like, this is horrible. We're at risk because we're minorities and blah, blah, blah. And all the LGBT alphabets stand together with her. Well, turns out, according to the latest headline, a 33-year-old woman whose body was found in Winnipeg landfill climbed into bin before it was taken to dump. Mm. So there was no foul play. Suicide by garbage man? She just was... Yeah, dumpster diving. Now, this is where it gets weird to me. There's surveillance video that shows her entering the bin at 11 a.m. The trash truck didn't come till 2 p.m., and she hadn't gotten out of that bin. Hmm. So I think she might have been stuck in there and couldn't get out. Maybe she's tweaking a little bit. You know, a little tweak-tweak session. 11 to 2 p.m. in a dumpster? That's a long time. That's a short tweak, though. It could be a short tweak. I suppose. Not speaking from experience, just saying. Yeah. Sadly, she was a mother of four, so now there's four motherless children. Damn it. Which always breaks my heart. Yeah, that sucks. Um, And yeah, the autopsy confirmed that her injuries were consistent with being stuck inside a garbage bin as it was handled by a truck. Oh, God. Yeah. Nightmare fuel. So this landfill, though, is under scrutiny and investigation because there were a woman's remains found there last June... And she was clearly murdered, and there are three others missing that they believe are in that landfill. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the one, I guess, It's huh? the body-dumping landfill. It's like the uh, truce lake of landfills. Exactly. Oh, but that's it for my top 333 tonight. Wow, what a, what a top 333. I feel like there was bonus. I feel like there was uh, golden arches. I feel like... Trump. Wow, you had it all. Trump dump. This might have been a... Uh, top three thirty three greatest hits. I suppose it was. Now, well done. Let's mosey on back behind the curtain. Oh yes, <laughs> my fingers have longed to touch these beads. And roll a joint. <laughs> Thank God. Good news this week: another federal court rules that banning pot consumers from possessing guns is unconstitutional. All right, we're back on that track. Yeah. This federal judge must have listened to the bowl. It's a a little bit of a tug of war flip flop zone, is it not? It's it totally is. It's uh of course totally legit. Then it's unconstitutional. Then it's totally legit. Now it's it now it's back to unconstitutional. It just depends on where you're at. Where it should be. This was the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Texas, where the judge made this ruling. Um, but the Department of Justice is <laughs> still going through federal appeals court defending the firearm ban from the Florida Agriculture Commissioner's lawsuit. Fucking so stooges, though. That's guys, going bro. on overhead, and then these federal judges in Oklahoma first, and now Texas, uh, are saying, hey, yeah, it is unconstitutional for you to say Americans can't have guns because they use weed for medicine. Specifically. We're talking medical card-carrying patients. That one should be a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. What other medicine... Do they say, oh, do you take this script? You can't have a gun. And you can do any SSRI you want. Exactly. You can take Shantix, for Christ's sakes. 
Uh, or Xanax. But not weed. No, not the weed. No, no. Adderall, which is legal meth. Not it's, weed. It's fascinating, my friend. Yeah. So this was a case, uh, one for a woman by the name of Paula Connolly, a resident of El Paso, who was convicted on separate charges for possession and transferring a firearm in 2021. And she happened to admit that she smoked pot. Whoops. Yeah. Now, she wasn't caught with pot. There was no pot in the vicinity. But because she said that, you know, it upped the whole, well, you have a, you oh, have a gun. Oh, red no. flag, red flag, red flag. No, that's a felony now. But the judge... Kathleen Cardone granted a motion for reconsideration of the case and ultimately dismissed the charges late last week. Based. Yeah. And for that, we thank you. It's also worth noting that... That every day is shut the fuck up Friday? Oh, yeah. And you don't have to snitch on yourself? Never snitch on yourself. Come on, dog. Yeah, don't talk to the cops. Ever. It's pretty much don't the way Don't talk to anybody. Goes. Don't talk to your doctor. Don't talk to your mailman. Don't talk to fucking anybody. Yeah. That's the safest way. <laughs> My entire life is just a, a satire joke. None of this is real. Exactly. Fuck off. It's a comedy podcast. That's right. Is it real? No. It's just a big fat joke. Yeah. But. And you don't get it because it's way over your head. Not a joke. Was it earlier today I saw that there was a bill in Arkansas sent to Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders' desk, which would allow medical weed patients to own guns. If she signs it, she hasn't signed it yet. As of my last checking on it, I was hoping she would sign it before the show, but that did not happen. Ah, oh, come on, Sarah, so, pick the pen up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, It just makes sense, you know? Shall not infringe. Shall not be infringed. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, but a uh, bunch of people want to muddy the waters and shit in the pool. Yeah, well. We're just here to shout them down. That's right. <laughs> and bitch about it. Blasting them down from our enormous platform here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. Sentencing Commission, which I've been following for a couple bowls now, probably months, well, they approved the amendment to treat prior pot possession offenses more leniently. So that's like a baby step in the right direction, I suppose. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Now, Congress does have a chance to block it, but if they don't, it will go into effect November 1st. So just the quick back review on this. As it stands, federal judges are directed to take into account prior convictions, including state-level weed offenses, as aggravating factors when making sentencing decisions in new cases, but, of course, as more states have moved to legalize, advocates have pushed for updated guidelines to make it so that a person's weed record doesn't add criminal history points that could lead to enhanced sentences. Because they do this point thing. You know? Right. Oh, God, I hate that. Uh, paraphernalia, there's a point. Sentencing guideline bullshit. It oversteps the separation of powers. Like It sure does. The, the fucking legislature doesn't get to decide. What a judge sentences people to. Only they do now. Great yeah. job. Great job. Ugh. And minimum mandatories, those are gross too. Yeah, it's abolish it's all, that. It's all just fucked up. It's not how the separations are supposed to work. 
No, no. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. That's why we can't have nice things. Just add laws on top of it to try and patch it up and make it even more confusing and yeah. more open to loopholes and bullshit. Let's fix this bad law by slapping a law on top of it. That'll do the trick. Maybe three. <laughs> oh, the DEA has moved to temporarily, which I've never heard of, but temporarily place six synthetic cannabinoids into Schedule 1. Oh, just to see, like, just to try it out? Just to try it out, I guess, just yeah. To, just to see, like, what a Schedule 1 full band will do? Yeah. Now... <laughs> what a clown show those guys are. It's it's looking like these six that they mentioned are all what I would know as herbal incense. Uh, like you Spice know? K2 type yes, shit? Yes, exactly, like Spice. Um, because it's just... There's no, like, casual name for them. It's like MDMB4N... Pinaka, which I, I started looking them all up for news stories. Sure. And this was the one of the only ones that had a news story tied to it, which came from Holyoke, Massachusetts. Oh, I've heard of it. And this synthetic cannabinoid was found in someone's fentanyl. So <laughs> dig this. They're spiking the fentanyl with spice. They're not lacing the weed with fentanyl. They're lacing the fentanyl with fake weed. <laughs> We've come full circle. And it's Narcan resistant. Oh my goodness. And they said, they claim, they being the law enforcement, of course, that shared the report with journalists. The ones that have intimate knowledge of chemistry and drugs. Oh, yes. You know it. Mm -hmm. The law enforcement claim that this herbal incense causes violent behavior like PCP. And that users were, you know, jumping off of roofs and hey, it's possible. Usual. I mean, uh, I don't want to be light about the Spice K two shit. It will fuck you up and make you very different. Different is a good word for it. Like a half zombie kind of person. Yeah, I worked. It, it is a bit alarming. In an establishment that once carried the herbal incense, and people came in and asked me what it was, and I said potpourri, because I didn't want anyone smoking it. Like, I opened a bag and took a sniff and was like, that's just fucking potpourri, you know? It's something I'd light on fire in a vase or something. Yeah, almost everybody I knew smoked that in the day. They were on papers, yeah. you know? Yeah, Or they'd be like, oh, my parents are drug testing me when I go home from winter break. Either <clears throat> so way, they're that... getting tested. Right. So they're like, I can't use real weed. Well, there's no solid fake weed. Yeah, there's no second best. Yeah. It's like uh, grabbing Ethereum because you can't do Bitcoin for a second. Like, that's not a replacement. Yeah. Doesn't do the same thing. It's a different animal. Yeah, you're fucking yourself up. If you gotta stop, just stop. Yeah. There was a customer that came in and was like, well, I think I'll try it, you know. And the package says, not for consumption, obviously. Of course. <laughs> but they came back the next day. <laughs> Definitely don't smoke this. <laughs> and I swear, like, just zombie eyes, you know, looking past me just kind of like mumbling to himself and pointed and bought every single one that was in there in the case. I was like, are you sure this sucks? That's alarming. Yeah. It was messed up. And then after that we were sold out, it was like, it would come in and it would just go. One person would come in and buy the whole thing. Jesus. And then, you know what they were probably doing? Just flipping it. Yeah. To the other people that are hooked and want more or need more, whatever. So gross. It's uh, it's disturbing. And then, you know, it comes with blowback on the pod, as though pod exactly. has anything to do with it. Like, this this shit only exists because prohibition is around. Yep. And people have this need to get fake pot because the real pot is like so 
fucking illegal. Yep. It's a real heartbreaker, man. Uh, the next one was 4FMDMB Butica, which I could trace to some herbal incense packages online. Then ADB4N Pinaka, again with the Pinaka. That one I didn't find much on. Uh, Cumul Pegaclone. This one, there was a report from Germany citing four deaths, and the autopsy results had this in the systems of those deceased. Then 5F EDMB Pika, which, according to the Book of Knowledge, is the fourth most common synthetic cannabinoid identified in drugs seized by the DEA. Huh. So. What about the Pungaka? It's the Pungana. <laughs> yeah, that might as well be in here. <laughs> The last one was MMB Fubica. No stories on that. So, ugh. They're putting fake weed in the fentanyl, folks. Fake and gay. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Washington, D.C. is proud to declare they are having a pot sales tax holiday from April 15th to the 24th again. This is now an annual ritual in our nation's capital. But the journalists were so lazy, they copy and pasted the article from last year oh and updated God. the date on it. The video was the same and everything. There's no new media on it. They didn't even include a, a, a new tweet from this year in it? Oh, yeah. They sh- reshared it, and then they updated the date on the... No, I mean, like, in the news story, like somebody else's oh, tweet for content. No. Wow. And a lot has changed in D.C. I mean, yeah. folks are going to be applying for licenses here pretty soon. That's right. So it was uh, goofy. Goofy, indeed. But, hey, at least they acknowledge our uh, holiday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the little things, right? <laughs> we can take what we can get. Take what you can get in the weed world right now, that's for sure. I'll be a federal government all day, get a day off work, whatever. Yeah, I don't pay no stinking taxes. Yeah, it's 420, close the banks. <laughs> well, I've got a clip for this next story out of Phoenix, Arizona. You may notice something strange in the air. Something skunky. What's that smell? P.U. Oh my we followed God. our noses and traced the smell to the area around 24th Street and University. I'm going to stab the it's guy that said It's an industrial P-U. area that houses at least two marijuana businesses. One of them sells pot. The other one, whose address is withheld by state law, grows it. The smell is widespread enough that it caught the attention of city leaders. A spokesperson for the city of Phoenix tells Arizona's family investigates the neighborhood services department is in the process of inspecting marijuana facilities in this neighborhood after receiving complaints about the smell. City officials say the facilities are required to have odor control systems in place. (coughs) Time to just get pet skunks, everyone. (laughs) Everyone around, just get a pet skunk. Not a deodorized, pushy, pussy bullshit pet skunk. A real live stink sack pet skunk. What just a moneymaker. Just keep one. Start a war. Yeah. Start a stink war. Stank it up. Yeah, when he said PU, I had to keep it in there. I said, if Sir Spencer's going to lose it. are older than six years of age and you say PU when something stinks, somebody needs to intervene. A kind... And loving stranger needs to intervene in your action. P.U. Oh, my God. Who hurt you with the P.U.? Just grow up is all. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> the, the audio on that clip was terrible because he was recording from his phone in the car for the first half of it. <laughs> I was so wondering. You hear the it wind was like, whipping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what the f it was exactly as you imagine, just wind whipping through the car with his windows down so he can really take in the smell and complain about it. Sick Aye, report, yeah. dog. But what a moneymaker. Deodorizing uh, grow facilities and such, or somehow, you know, trapping the odor inside. Like a giant building dube tube. I'm sure they're out there. There's probably ads associated with this story, if you dig deeper, <laughs> for companies that do exactly that. Yeah, we come into the grow sites and we make them stop stanking so much. Make the stank stay in the building. Chill that stank. Yeah. It's also uh, relatively trivial just to control the flow of air in your building and through a carbon filter. It's not that damn difficult. To let the f stank outflow out into the world? No, just pass it through a carbon filter. Oh. And there's no stank. You take the air, you pull the stank out, then you send the stankless air on its way. Oh, there you go. You should go contract for Simple these. as, bro. Come on. Find this cultivator and dispensary and go contract for me. Like, here, it's here's a carbon filter. Pay me five grand. It's year. We have the technology. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Figure it out. Yeah, someone that lives in Phoenix, go do that right now. You can do it. Make some big bucks. You can do it. <laughs> you remember when we talked about medical dispensaries opening in Circle K's in Florida. Yeah, I remember. That still hasn't happened. Oh, man. I know. Uh, this was a deal with Green Thumb Industries, and they're now on hold amid litigation. Oh, boy. But there's no real description of the litigation that's ongoing. I saw that the Florida regulators didn't sign off on the deal. Um because they were afraid these dispensaries would be inside the Circle K, which is a no-no, I guess. And Green Thumb came back and was like, no, no, they'll be adjacent to the Circle K. You know, like you walk in another door mm -hmm. and it'll be a walled off part of the building or something. Yeah. And they were just going to do a uh, test and learn rollout for 10 stores. But no, can't have nice things. <laughs> That's too bad, man. Yeah, I remember the last time we talked about it because that's when I learned the parent company of Circle K is the Canadian Coochie Tard. <laughs> oh, I remember that nah, one. Still, I remember that one. It's probably a Couchetard or some beautiful French way of saying I this. I think you said it right. Couchetard. Coochie Tard. Coochie Tard. I like that much better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said the same thing last time. Man, the Circle K. See, I would never buy my weed from there because it's just... There's like 20,000 cameras when you go to a gas station. Well, and you have to have a medical card. So there's your, you know, database hookup. Blank block. Pass. Yeah. In Florida, there's a doctor we've discussed before who was caught, allegedly, giving out medical cards to patients who he didn't conduct physical examinations for. And those patients turned out to be undercover agents. And they uh, tried to yes. bust his ass. Well, the Board of Medicine unanimously decided he didn't do anything wrong when this all went down back in 2019. But they've kept harassing him. And they sent more undercover agents in. And he did refuse to give them medical cards this time. He's, you know, a little bit wiser to how the game is played. Good. But now he's turned around and he is suing Florida for targeting him. 
Good. He's 69. He's been a doctor <coughs> for more than three decades. And, you know, he's been following the medical weed rules since 2016 when it all started rolling out in Florida. So Are the goons in Florida so thick that they can't find a new mark? Like, what assholes? Well, you want to hear what kind of assholes we're talking about? Like, you already burned this guy, dude. Just find another <sighs> sap, you dicks. Yeah, seriously. I don't understand why this doctor in particular is <sighs> being targeted, but I'm sure there's a political reason for it. Mm, probably. He ruffled a feather. Or or four. Yeah. And they got six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Yeah, trying to take his license, banning him from ordering medical cards for folks or, you know, prescribing medical weed, and trying to find him $10,000. Oh, my goodness. Now, one of those asshole undercover agents used the initials OG, <laughs> you know, as yeah. his patient, like Oscar the Grouch or something was his patient name going in. And then on paper, you know, in the report, it's like, OG goes in. It's like, wow, fuck you. So gross. I'm a little indignant because you just got me snorting in disbelief over all of these stories tonight. It's starting to annoy myself. Uh, well, maybe it'll get better. Maybe I not. Can't. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself. These undercover agents had brought handwritten medical records with them that had PTSD diagnoses on it that looked like it was from the military. Okay. So... If you have PTSD, you can get medical weed under the Florida law. It's a qualifying condition. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's just so frustrating because it sounds like he followed all of the rules and procedures. Oh, and it they still put their finger in your butt even though you followed all, you jumped through all of their hoops? Oh, wow. That's weird. I can't believe that happened. It's just frustrating is all. It's very Every frustrating. Every time it It's very frustrating. Why would you be uh, so eager to cross every single line or cross every single T and dot every single I, you know? Why would you even, what's the motivation for getting your ducks in a row? Here, do it the right way by the book and now you're a target. Yeah. Huh? And just this one doctor. Um, so an administrative law judge has twice cleared him of wrongdoing along with the Board of Medicine, as I previously mentioned. So he filed his lawsuit last token Tuesday as we were bowling. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he accuses uh, the state agency and investigators of grossly exceeding their authority and violating state and federal law along the way. And he's seeking $50,000 in damages for loss of revenue and damage to his reputation. Which I, I think is fair. I hope he kicks their asses, man. I hope he does, too. What a bunch of jerks. Yeah. This is your state at work. Good job, state. Yeah, not. And um, I have a follow-up on a corruption story okay. for you next, coming out of Michigan. Four men, including former Michigan Speaker of the House Rick Johnson, are facing felony bribery charges. Johnson was the Speaker from 2001 to 2004. He was later named the chair to the Michigan Medical Marijuana Licensing Board from 2017 through 19. Now, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, during that time, the three other defendants conspired to give and gave bribes to Johnson for medical marijuana licenses. All four men face between five and ten years in federal prison and a $250,000 fine. The charges come as part of a joint investigation with the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office. Joint. The investigation uh -huh. into the charges is still ongoing. All defendants are said to be cooperating with officials and have agreed to plead guilty. So there's that. Wow. Intense. One fall in the corruption bucket. <laughs> right. We would see this a lot in California. 
<laughs> we've been seeing or reporting on. Yep. So here comes Michigan. Oh, last Tuesday, I reminded everyone that Missourians had voted on adding a 3% tax to recreational pot sales. Yes. And our lovely Kansas City Mayor, Quentin Lucas, he made a tweet after Kansas Cityans and Jackson County residents both passed the 3% tax by an astounding majority. Yeah. It was like 74% and 67%. Um, So that's 6% that they get to stack on weed sales. And the mayor tweeted, thanks y'all for the weed tax money. Oh my God. As soon as those results came out. And it just just grossed me out. Wags his dick like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit forward. It is. But it's also like, yeah, thanks idiots. I mean... That is the type of bait that the city voter cannot resist. They're so awful. It's terrible. St. Louis didn't even pass both of them. I'm not sure if it was the city or the county that passed the 3%, but they didn't get the 6%. I'm guessing the city. Probably. And over in St. Louis, they didn't say how the tax money would be spent. Here in KC, it was all laid out. Right. Cops, roads, schools. And that's what you put on the flyer and people turn out and vote for it. Ugh. It's, it's, uh, like I said, I'm not surprised that that thing passed. Now, it's usually hard to pass a tax hike on most things in general around here, but. But a vice tax? I don't know. Look at cigarettes, though. Something considered the vice tax, something you can market directly where it's going, and something that, um, I don't know. It's uh, like, I bet a lot of smokers just voted for it, too, like as a a virtue thing. Thanks for legalizing this for us. It's like. Now that uh, better than not legal. Now that the city has all this tax money coming in though from weed, how about we roll back that uh, city income tax, huh? Oh, I like that idea. Just <laughs> if you if you're getting three on weed, let me keep my one that I make from my fucking job that I go to. And you know what the city says? Never gonna happen. Yeah, I know they do. <laughs> they said thanks for the income money too. It won't even uh, matter if I moved out of the city because of working in the city. I'm fairly certain. Even remotely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious. So that tax is going to start being collected on October 1st. Woo. All right. Uh, Value. It's all right. Fuck the legal weed shops anyway. Yeah. I like money, though. (laughs) Oh, well, I had not exactly thought about whose jobs legal weed would take away. Uh oh. But there was a little report from the Show Me State that rolled out uh, earlier today, in fact. The passage of Amendment 3 in Missouri, which made marijuana legal for those over the age of 21, has forced many departments to reevaluate their canine programs. Last two years, we're just not training with cannabis. Our last marijuana imprinted dog just retired in December. All of the dogs going forward from that period of time, they are not imprinted on marijuana. They'll be trained on cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamine. St. Louis County's chief of police recently applied for an $18,000 grant to replace canines retired due to Amendment 3. In O'Fallon, they say their decision to retire previous canines is to ensure no one's rights are trampled under the new law. Police say that the smell of marijuana could still be used as probable cause in incidences, especially in the case of investigating impaired driving. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you still, they smell pot. You're still going to have to get out of the vehicle. Woo! So stupid. But yeah, think of those poor drug dogs, man, taking their jobs. They <laughs> wolf, my wolf. Now, this was a really long report, and there were two hilarious um, parts in it that I just clipped out <laughs> because they were funny. Funnier out of context. Uh, here's the first one. Always good to use real drugs when you can. Sorry. Always no. good to use real drugs when you can. No doubt. Uh, I, I will agree. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want those fake drugs. Yeah. Or synthetic. It's the real stuff you want. Always good to use real drugs. Oh, well, the other one didn't work, but always good to use real drugs when always you can. Always good to use real drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Can't argue with that. The second one was, she's saying like, this officer is planting drugs under a car for training. <laughs> nice. I'll bring it next week. Okay. But yeah, hilarious. That's great. In Hoboken, New Jersey, the city council is asking the state to ban Delta 8 THC from YouTube and Facebook. No, I'm just kidding. They <laughs> oh, no. want a full ban on they Delta 8. They banned this person yeah. from yeah. Facebook and yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Now, Delta 8 has already been banned in over a dozen states, and their reasoning? Well, it hasn't been approved or evaluated by the FDA. It's not regulated. Good. Need, need more uh, studies. Yeah, study, study, study. So, they had these statistics, you know, that I didn't really feel backed up their claims and fear-mongering. Like they pointed out that there's been 104 reports of adverse effects from Delta-8. That's between December 1st, 2020 and February 28th of 2022. Nationwide. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, that's like basically no one is complaining. Yeah. That's what that says. Then because I think they knew that number was unimpressive. And so I'm not sure why they even bothered to include it. It's like 400 over three years in the whole country. It's 104 over two years. Oh, I see. Yeah. In the whole country, though. I, I miss I misheard that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So then they went to the uh, National Poison Control Center, you know, calls received for okay. Delta 8 specifically. And here we had 2,362 exposure cases between January 2021 and February 28th of 2022. That's a bigger number. But still, nationwide, drop in the bucket. Who's calling poison control when they get high? Hey, I, all I can think about is... Stop doing that. You know all the fear-mongering coming about edibles and kids. Just wait for a while. Yeah. Like, whoever you are, just wait for a while. I just see nutty parents calling. Like, people, maybe they even... People will zoom in to some medical weirdo for any little runny nose. It's insane. Well, and if they have... They're just uneducated on weed in general. You yeah, know? I think so. So if they walk in on their teen and their teen's like really stoned and just like chilling out, <laughs> but then their parent gets them all annoyed and stuff, you mm -hmm. know, then they're like, oh my God, what did you take? What are you doing? We got to call a fucking poison control. They poison just lose control. it, you know? They escalate. Yeah. The, <laughs> the solution is not on the other end of a phone line. I can tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> But oh well. I mean, hey, I guess at least they're not calling 911 on themselves like that cop that ate a bunch of weed brownies. That's true. That's yeah, true. But what a classic. Still embarrassing. 
you ought to be embarrassed if you call poison control over an edible. Ugh. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Yep. Big farmers got to make their profits. Yeah. All the weed stuff is a threat. Until they get their grimy hands on the big fish companies, you know. Yeah. Start making the weed sales themselves. In New Mexico, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signed a bill that created an expungement process for folks. All right. This was the House Bill 314, the pie bill, if you will. <laughs> oh, I will. And uh, now when they passed legalization in 2021, it included an automatic expungement and resentencing provision. But, of course, the courts, being the dinosaurs that they are, said, well, we're having a lot of technical issues. We're going to need overtime pay for that, probably. And so this bill allows people to verify the status of their expungement by themselves and also request an expedited processing for any charges that have yet to be handled by the courts. I have news out of Oklahoma where voters failed to pass legalization and I think a big part of it was fear-mongering around uh, the Chinese that have come in and started growing illegally. Mm-hmm. And it's in a lot of stories like that. Yeah. Well, there's some good news. There was a big old bust that just happened. And so Oklahomans should be sighing with relief. This is the fake Amazon delivery van that agents from the FBI and the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics say the suspect, Brandon Yee, used to transport black market marijuana. According to court documents, since November of 2021, the FBI has been investigating this illegal drug operation. The FBI says Yee would use his business, Arch Granite and Cabinetry, as a warehouse for a pickup location for the loads of drugs. Documents say, quote, Yee drives the Amazon van to visit Oklahoma-based marijuana grows where large black trans- Trash bags containing vacuum-sealed packages of marijuana are loaded and transported to initial stash houses controlled by Yi. The marijuana would then be repackaged and transported to Yi's warehouses in Oklahoma City, where it appears that a semi-truck is loaded about once a week with marijuana for transportation out of state. Law enforcement pulled over one of those semis back in February. Inside, they say, approximately 2,700 pounds of packaged marijuana, an amount of marijuana that is well in excess of 1,000 kilograms, was found during that traffic stop in a semi-truck in Indiana. So there you go. You got your big black market bust. There you go. (laughs) Weed is over. (laughs) Weed is over. Yeah. For the Chinese nationals in Oklahoma. It's over for them. Yep. Just done. Now you can vote yes. (laughs) (laughs) We took ye. We got them down. Oh, man. Yeah, now vote yes on legalization. Yeah. Ah... I don't know. They had a better legalization bill than ours here in Missouri. So, oh, well. Yeah. In South Carolina, a judge has rejected the state law enforcement division's request to reconsider a civil penalty she applied in a lawsuit, the lawsuit, over the destruction of a hemp crop. Last time we talked about this was episode 229. And as you'll recall... Uh, they just targeted this guy and his hemp crops. He moved it. He filed the paperwork, moved his hemp crop because there was uh, some flooding. And then they just came in and took it all down, just destroyed it. And then they wanted to come back and destroy what was left. Mm. And he managed to stop that. They didn't get any approval or sign off along the way to do that. And then they also were not providing his attorney with any of the information they requested. And some of it is 
you know, should, it's supposed to be publicly available information. Like, what officers were there at the hemp farm when the destruction happened, you know? Right. And they just weren't providing it. So the judge ordered them to cover the plaintiff's attorney fees, um, which was like $11,000 for violating the rules of discovery. And they tried to appeal that. And here she goes, rejecting that, saying, nope, you got to pay him. Pay the man. Yeah. So that's a little bit of good news. Yeah. I, I'm hoping this hemp farmer wins big. I agree. Because that's, they've put him through hell. Yeah. I mean, he was locked up and then didn't even get charged with anything. It's so dirty the way they play it, man. It really is. And one last dirty clip for my behind the curtain segment coming out of Wisconsin tonight. Anastasia Vargas made her first court appearance Thursday. The 22-year-old's charged with smuggling vape pens into the community reintegration center late last year. Court documents say an inmate told investigators that Vargas would place them in the bottom of a trash can, and an inmate on cleaning detail would bring them inside for her boyfriend, Joel Gonzalez. Court documents say the scheme was uncovered when a correction officer noticed the unnamed inmate appeared nervous while using the bathroom and even acted like he was washing his hands at a sink that didn't have running water. Trash bags were found under that sink and vape cartridges later found in the inmate's locker. So yeah, if you're uh, paranoid, pay attention to the sink you're going to use. Yeah, Damn don't, it. don't stand there miming washing your hands at the sink. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. going to go, I wonder if there's something amiss here. It's very unsmooth. Holy moly. But also, <sighs> smoking a vape pen in a correctional facility if would make you pretty paranoid, I think. <laughs> if prison really is con college, then uh, homeboy's flunking class right now, bro. <laughs> That's for sure. What is up? <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, man. Well, that's a great update. I'm, I'm glad you're keeping us abreast of all the new happenings. Oh, thanks. Because there's a lot of these that you've been following for quite some time. It's true. Uh, and I'll keep on top of them. Keep right on top of them. You know who else has been... Uh, Following for a long time. That's the Rev Cyber Trucker. Oh, hell yeah. He keeps on trucking with a metal moment uh, each bowl. And uh, we got a fresh one packed and ready for you. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Originally formed in Tampa, Florida and currently based out of Columbus, Indiana, thrash band Iced Earth has amassed quite a catalog. Since their debut album in 1990, they've released 12 studio albums, 4 EPs, 3 compilations, 3 box sets, 3 live albums, and 11 music videos. And continuing with the covers theme, from their 2002 album, Tribute to the Gods, this is Iced Earth, Highway to Hell.
Rev's not on the highway to hell. Hopefully he's making the return trip. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate you wherever you are out there, Rev. Yeah, the Rev is a most valuable bowler. That's right. You can follow his uh, trucking shenanigans or uh, get your feathers ruffled by the Rev on No Agenda Social. Just go to noagendasocial.com, follow at Rev Cybertrucker, and uh, he'll be there. You know who else will be where else? Huh? Oh, that was an obvious setup for Bowler's voicemails. Yes, we have a little jingle. We do have a jingle, in fact. Every week, uh, we pick out a weird, random, wild topic, and we talk about... The first first time I ever... First time you ever did a thing. And uh, this time, we're talking about the first time you ever had something in your butt. And we had an early call on this one. I think somebody was eager to report... Oh, just because you guys were talking about uh, forklifts on my last episode, you know, I figured I might as well be driving a forklift while I was in the middle of the hill. Oh. He's forklifting yeah. live in the, in the voicemail. He's staying dangerous. Not really. First time, uh, what was the thing? Something holding something in their butt? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, probably, uh... First time you had anything in your butt? Uh, when you first got potty trained, you know? And, uh, you gotta, you gotta hold that, hold that poop in there. You That's know? true. You gotta, you gotta wait to go to the bathroom. You can't just go in the diapers and create that warm, hot seat. It's not like it used but, to be. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and that's the only thing. Because that's, all that belongs there is, uh, what's going out is the poop. There we uh, go. Yeah. So, but it just kind of ties in with the, the, the last thing of being on the hot seat. Cause, uh, <laughs> the last right. three places I've lived, last three places I've lived have only had one bathroom. So either with a roommate or with my wife and, you know, somebody's in the bathroom and they're taking their time. And all of a sudden you're just kind of like around the house and you're just, you're just holding that dog in, you know, you're just, you're just holding that prairie dog in there. And, and sometimes you can't sit down or you can't move around or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah. So you're just trying to make sure that it, uh, stays there and, uh, you can put it in that throne because that's the only place you want in the throne. You don't, you know, you don't want it down the leg or something like that, obviously. So, uh, yeah, that would probably be the first time and the only time. Uh, but yeah, or the only thing I should say, because obviously it's happened more than once where you're just prairie dogging it. Let's hope so. so. All right, well, that would be painful otherwise. It's a Thursday, so oh, this was a Thursday. That angry. Oh, 
and whether or not you're sitting on the forklift with it turned off right now, so stop the beeping, or you're just listening to this vocal mail, go ahead and say, Uh oh, this one has some distance. He's still at it. Cacao, motherfucker. Holy majoli. That's it. The record has been set. The oh. longest cacao. Raka. The longest raka. Ratata. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Thank you, Christopher Battles, the most forklifted bowler in the bowl. (laughs) Bar none. Bar none. Uh, We do have a lot of bowlers weighing in. This was a hot topic. Uh, Something in your butt. Yep. Yep. Okay. um, So I guess the question is um, have you ever hit anything in your butt? Or has it like kind of been gaped out to. have you ever put something in your butt? Oh, I see what you did there. And, uh, <laughs> man, you remember those old computers that had, like, the turbo button on the front? Uh, and you could, like, hit the turbo button, and it didn't seem like it did do anything. No? But then, uh... I don't know about this turbo button. What's Well, this? it turns out there's a turbo button, like, if you're a dude, there's a turbo button up your butt. And it's rather uncomfortable to get to. And you really don't think it's going to do anything, and it, it doesn't do anything until you just, like, let it roll for a while. And then all of a sudden does something all of a sudden really fast, and it was just like, what the hell was that? The, um, the turbo so button. So the turbo button is there. Absolutely. I can confirm it exists. Activated. I'm not going to get into the details. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Spencer. Love you, Lorian. Love you. Have a great night. Nighty night. Turbo love you. Yeah. Turbo button activated. Press the button. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to like reach up there and hook the finger a little bit. You find it. It's in there. It is. <laughs> Turbo button's just waiting to be pressed. Uh, you've pressed it on the way out before. You just didn't realize what was happening. <laughs> Even if you're like the last caller. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you remember the first time you ever had anything in your butt? <laughs> I was trying to rack my brain around this. I don't remember. That repressed, huh? (laughs) Well, you should know. (laughs) It was either... Here's my options, okay? It was either purple anal beads or a penis. Okay. But I believe they happened in the same go, in the same night. I just don't know the order. Okay. I'm guessing anal beads might have been the first thing in my butt. There you go. They were cute, and they started off real tiny, and you just inch your way up. One ball at a time. One ball at a time on this easy-to-clean plastic <laughs> thing, <laughs> and just jam them in there. All at once, just... No. <laughs> I mean, you could. I suppose. You can pull them out like that. Mm. And then it was a penis, so I had a penis up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I do I do like to say that's an exit, not an entrance, but, you know, sometimes you get drunk enough. <laughs> it just slips right in. Uh, being drunk helps. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely helps. Uh, it helps this next caller. Oh, we, we actually have the return. Oh. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Tuesday. It well, is. I just finished up uh, the last episode with uh, M. Anthony. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> M. Andrew Jones. Or the M stands for manscaping. Um, yeah. Two. We're back to butts again. I mean, last time it was like a hot seat. Our caller forgot he already weighed in on this. Actually, to the butt. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first time, I would have to say there was this uh, guy. I think it was a guy in a mask on, and uh, oh, the truth comes out. And uh, I mean, the doctor does that right when you're born. Don't they check something or clear something? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that would probably be. <laughs> I'm not sure. Does the doctor time. do that? And beyond that, I don't know. I, I don't think I've had the doctor do that again. So unless I was like a wee lad, you know, something like that, and they might have done check something. But uh, yeah, not not since then. I already got my tramp stamp in case I go to prison. It says exit <laughs> only. So uh, yeah, only 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 the poop. Isn't that just a only challenge in prison? That's the only thing. Well, it doesn't really go in; it goes out. But what about know, the guy in the mask with the like finger? Prairie dog. You count prairie dog it in and sucking it back in, sort of thing. So I guess that'd you, be how like you distinctly in. brought up so. a man with a mask and a finger. Yeah, that's where we are at. Uh, Caller. So, but uh, that's all. But yeah, enjoy that last episode from uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday, both with buds, uh, yeah. We had a great time. Appreciate you, guys. Appreciate you. And uh, that's all. So, I love you guys. Stay dangerous. And uh, whether there's something in your butt right now or there's not, go ahead and give a little... (laughs) 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 Cacao, indeed, my friend. Oh, man. Mothers, don't let doctors finger your baby's buttholes. Yeah, that seems like something I'd want to sign the opt-out form for. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what goes on because we have them all here. Yeah, for this midwife, exact reason. Our midwife is very chill. This exact reason, my man, and uh, unintrusive. Exactly. She's just like, "Wow, look, another perfect baby." <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow for the hearing and uh, heart screening. And that's that. Very simple. No doubt. Sorry, I'm just writing down some potential titles. Oh. In the transcript. Don't there. be sorry. We did have You're another, doing the work. We did have another caller though, who also did the work. So, the first time I ever <laughs> had an experience with a dolphin. Oh yes. I was in college. <laughs> oh my! And let's just say it was magical. <laughs> and um, you know, the animal rights. Uh-huh. People um, were not initially very, very happy with me. Uh-oh. However, it's been proven time and time again that dolphins can get their consent. And so, <laughs> I've been seeing this dolphin on a regular basis. It's such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's such a good boy wow caller I'm intrigued by this dolphin text pictures of your dolphin to uh, 816-607-3663 uh, and man. you tell that dolphin I am a good boy <laughs>
Oh, man. Uh, this next caller may have something in their bot right now. Who knows? Hola. Oh, hola. Los bolos. La. Como, hola. Hola, hola. Como esta? Oh, muy bien. Muy bien. First time I ever had something up my butt. <laughs> I think there's something up my butt right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, long story stream still on. <laughs> classic jazz up my butt. Nice. Um, Hog story. No, but seriously, I, I mean, I think when I was a kid, there was a thermometer there maybe a couple of times, but uh, like, a, like an infant. I'm from the South. You know? <laughs> yes, we sir. don't do butt stuff in the South. Yes, sir. You know. The dirty the South. South mouths are only on the women. <laughs> no. No, we don't we don't play that that game down the butthole, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, just, okay. oh, I don't shit. think as as uh you know from the time of an infant on till now, I don't think I've had anything up my butt. I've had things come out of my butt, but they got there from you know, my digestive tract. Okay. Sometimes they got stuck up there. And I didn't want them there anymore. Oh, no. But they eventually came out, and I didn't have to put anything up there in order to get the other things out, which I view as a possible. No, not even like, not even a little pink in the stink during a blowy jay. No, no. Nope. Nope. It's, uh, what you might call unclaimed territory. Oh, God. You know, virgin soil. And and all of you bowlers. Love you. We Fletcher love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a good boy. Collar has yet to go full turbo. That's true. That's true. From what I uh, put together there from the from the message, yeah. So we kind of got an evenly divided bowl tonight of bins and have-not-bins. Yeah. Now, thermometers up babies' butts. I have heard tell of that. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Thermometers are awful thin, though. Yeah. For what it's worth. I was just, think- just go under the armpit, though? Yeah, you can do that, too. What's the deal with I, the butthole? They're I, just lazy, don't want to hold it or something. Well, maybe it's more accurate. It might be a faster read. Probably. But I was thinking back to that, the masked... People putting fingers up babies' butts. Yeah. And I was saying, oh, maybe <laughs> it's like when you lick your finger to see which way the wind's blowing. You're just like, all right, let's see how warm this baby is. Yep, he's good. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to make it less horrifying. <laughs> it's not working. Mind. No. It's not working. I made it worse. <laughs> uh, you remember the first time you ever had something up your butt? I do, actually. Vividly? Uh, Yeah. I was like... Five or six. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was having this asthma attack, right? And uh, I'd had a few before, but this is like one of the worst ones that I'd had. And it wasn't getting any better. So my mom ended up taking me to the hospital. Oh. Liberty Hospital. And like, as soon as I got there, the nurses were at like a full 11, high alert. They picked me up. They carried me like away from my parents into this room and they like 
threw me onto a table, and they put a suppository in me. And I never had a suppository or even heard of one, knew one what was what yeah. one was. And they just threw me up on this table, like on my belly, and like pull my pants down mm. and jam one up my ass. And I was like, "What the fuck is That's this?" That's terrifying. Being yep. a little kid too, five or six, and I can't, and I'm also like having a very hard time breathing in the first place. <sighs> yeah. Did you feel better immediately after though? No, they got me better. I don't know if it was the fucking suppository or not. I don't. I still to this day I don't I, know what was in it. I was gonna say like, how did something up the butt help with your breathing? I'm not certain, man. It could have been steroids. It could have been. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. Could have been anything. I was like six, you know. You could have been a test subject. Wasn't like, I was like, uh, what, what was the dosage and prescription on that <laughs> good fellow? Excuse me, what drug is this? Uh, I'll have my insurance company um, for the invoice. No, no, I have, I have no fucking idea still. How uh, Benadryl, but we see. But I can tell you, uh, without a doubt, that was the first time I ever had anything in my butt. Yeah, that's horrifying, and yeah. something you would not forget. No, I definitely remember that. It was fucked up. That is fucked up. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, if they would have just said. We're going to do this. If they would have just said, hey, here's some chewables. Will you take this medicine? Or here's a liquid. Or even, I mean, if it has to be a, a suppository, sit me down and be like, okay, have you ever heard of a suppository? Uh-uh. Okay, well, it's like a little pill, but we put it in your booty hole. Exactly. Oh, really? Yeah, and this is why it absorbs and it'll make you feel better. Uh, can you take your own pants down so we can put it in? I don't know. That would have been a much better experience. I think. And I would have been like, okay, you know, I'm six. And do what I'm told, usually, you know. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your medical rape. Yeah. Right in the booty hole, kid. Yeah. I think I think it's important to always explain to kids what's going on. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's really scary. And especially them just taking you away from your parents like And just that. slamming me down, man. Like, I wouldn't even have, like, I don't know. I'm like, what kind of kids are you dealing with, man? Like, that was a time. Like, Jeez. by that age, I could reasonably talk to any adult about whatever you know situation was occurring at the time oh i guess they were just really really scared about your breathing situation i guess so man you must have looked like shit i don't know i guess so i don't know either i I can't explain that behavior from adults (laughs) that's terrible my lungs used to be a pile of shit they're all right now not the greatest but they are pretty good you've gotten a lot better very decent language very decent language you've added tea into your regimen. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of outside work. Yeah. Getting stronger. When I was swimming, that's where they were at their peak for sure. Ooh. But I still can max out all of those lung capacity. You know how they do that sometimes? They're like, breathe out steadily and keep the bead floating in the middle of this thing. And then like, it's like it's basically like a sustained exhale. Like, can you sustain an exhale? It's supposed to measure lung capacity. Yeah. Because it matters how much air you can breathe in before that. And sustain that breath outward, but pff, I've never seen one that I didn't just hit the top easily on. Well, good for you. They don't make one high enough for my lung capacity, bro. That's from clearing all the bongs. My lung is so capacitated, <laughs> bro. It's like uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm going for there. I don't. I don't know what the what the mean is on that bell curve. Uh, but I know that this collar is the mean, if you know what I mean. Hey, uh, bowlers, um... Hey, hey. This is kind of personal, honestly. Okay. The the first time I ever had something in my, um, well, 
let's just say I used to have a pet hermit crab. Okay. <laughs> and uh, walking around wearing jeans. Okay. And uh, kind of forgot that I had my buddy there hanging out with me. I He went everywhere. He just pocketed himself into his little shell. And I'd slip them in a pocket, whatever. No cargo pants at that time. Oh, we were lame. Or not looking like uh, millennial dads. <laughs> Any, anyway, yeah, so first time I ever had something in my butt pocket um, that uh, no longer is. Uh, sat down, you know negligent, kind of like these bitches that put their cell phone in their ass pocket. Okay. And then I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I put daddy in there. <laughs> you know, craw daddy or okay. hermit crab daddy. Yeah. Yeah, that was his name. Dad, dad, daddy -o. Was his name. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. First time. <laughs> I'll always remember my first time. <laughs> oh, sorry for your loss, caller. Oh my god, R.A.P. Please press F in the chat. Oh my god. What a tragedy. Oh man. That kills me. I can hear taps playing in the distance. Not daddy. <laughs> uh, I love that he justifies it media immediately. You know, like like craw daddy. Yeah. For hermit uh uh daddy, you know, you know, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you for the call, craw daddy. Uh Dr. Sir. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. This next caller defines the word incredible. Well, I ain't never been fucked in the ass before, but I'd do one. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd take it hard. I'd take a fucking shit-eating grin, fucking cheek to cheek, both hands, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Fucking tie me down. Bit in my mouth. Uh, I, okay. I don't know about a uh, something going in, but I do have something coming out that was not poop. That was an interesting trip. Oh. Um, this may make some people a little squeamish, I guess. I don't know. But uh, it's I mean, pretty funny because Abel Kirby had brought up butt flossing uh, <laughs> last week on Rare Encounter. Yeah. And as a young child, for whatever reason, <laughs> I had this thing occasionally where I would take strings from a blanket and eat them. Oh, my God. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they'd be like really long strings. You know, just sit there, I'm like, oh, it feels funny going down my throat. <laughs> Oh, there and, and eat it, and then I soon after stopped because I went to go poop one time, <laughs> and 
the string came out in one <laughs> solid piece. Let me tell you what. You ain't lived until you've pulled a string out of your butt. Let me tell you what. In the bowl. <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl. Oh, my God. Blueberry. Oh, my good God, Nevin, dude. <laughs> my dog did that. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is With it? those fucking rope toys, you know? Yep. They always got the rope toy. They love the rope toys so much. But then they just gnaw on them and eat the fucking string. And then they'll be like, you'll let them out one night. And they're like, out there for a half hour. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, All right, come in. And you go out and they're still squatting. And you look and there's like a fucking turd dangling from a swinging string that's still coming out. Oh, my God. And you got to go give it a tug. Mm. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, can you hand me a, one of those Walmart bags over there? Ugh. <laughs> Dog's got the string shits again. Oh my god, I love any story that has uh, the phrase, for whatever reason, between two long, painful pauses. <laughs> it's a great fucking... It always ends well, in my book. Uh, ooh, he has, a, he has a PS. He has a PS. Oh my. Yeah, actually, listen to y'all talk about thermometers. I had that as a little child, the little baby thermometer and the baby butt. Mm. Um... And I've also had suppositories. When my appendix removed itself, I couldn't really eat anything because I got in there and really just gouged out all the gangrene. Mm. Uh, so I wasn't able to keep anything down via the stomach. So doctors were like, well, you're on a bunch of morphine, but we're just going to go ahead and give you a laxative suppository and hope it'll help. God damn, let me tell you what. Do not, in any circumstance, take laxatives and heroin at the same or morphine at the same time. <laughs> not a good time. Yeah, fuck but yeah. That. Uh, during that hospital stay, I also, uh, besides the suppository, I got catheters. That oh. was a trip. Oh, my goodness. In the bowl, again. In the bowl? In the bowl. Oh, my God. I've never had to do the fucking catheter thing. That, oh. uh, I, I, the closest I've come was the kidney stone thing. Mm. They threatened it, didn't they? They did. They said, well, if you can't pee in this cup, and they didn't even give me time, right? Like, I can always pee in a cup given enough, just given, like, give me a cup of water and give me, like, six minutes, you know? Not, like, a long fucking time, just a reasonable amount of time, you know? I can get it moving. But they were all fucking eager. They are like, well, you can't, if you can't pee in that, then uh, we're going to give you the catheter. So I just was like, okay, I'll try again. And I went to the bathroom and locked the door, and I was like, I'm not coming out until there's pee in this cup. Yeah. But I just did the warm water on the hand trick. It's like, in a pinch, it works every time. Nice. Good to know. It's like how you make your friends piss themselves uh, when they're sleeping. At scout camp. Yeah. Works when you're awake, too. You just turn warm water on and hold your hand under it and hold the cup under your wiener in 30 seconds, man. 30 seconds or less, you're peeing. Simple as. It's fucking science, bro. Telling you. Oh, thanks for the care share, caller. Yeah, those are great stories. Absolutely. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, thanks, thanks too, for the texter. Texter line. Oh, hello, texter. Texter shouts out to Josh, who hit, uh, hit, uh, hit him in the mouth. Thanks, Josh. Passing the bowl. Hitting people in the mouth. Appreciate you. Uh, speaking of which, you gotta come up with a next F-tie. Yeah, I liked the one that C-dubs had boosted. I love boosted first time I ever's. C-dubs is also... One of the finest F-tie crafters. 
amongst the bowlers, period, of all time. It's true. So it would only make sense. Uh, but I do want to... Where the hell is my fucking... I got four papers and none of them in the FDOT list. Here we go. I'd like to give an honorable mention also to N4VX, who suggested the first time I ever sucked a tongue. Oh. Thanks to DH Unplugged sharing the Dalai Lama story. Yes. Where he asked a little boy to suck his tongue for some fucking weird no one knows reason. Very odd. Yeah. I got sucking tongue stories for sure. And Enlightenment is... A- Wild thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, F-Ty <laughs> sucked a tongue. But yeah, we were talking tattoos with M. Andrew Jones. That's right. And C-Dubs boosted it in. And I kind of want to go with it. Yeah, I'm in. That'll be next week. F-Ty, uh, first time you ever got a tattoo, let us know with the voicemail line, 816-607-3663. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. Let's go bowling. It's the last thing to do. Only thing left to do. Last on the list. Yeah. Best on the list. Ooh, speaking Ooh. of which. Got an early lane roll there. Oh, uh, by the way, we did get one earlier, too, from Fletcher. I neglected to mention. Fletcher, out of the uh, Fountain app, said, Fucking coochie tards. And, uh, of course. You are completely retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking coochie tards, indeed. Coochie tards called out. Uh, that latest one was Boosty Steed, or Boosty Steed, 11 seconds ago, according to my watch. Oh, it just updated to 41 seconds ago. 33-33, out of Fountain. First time I ever were hilarious and formative. And informative. Okay. I'll have to keep trying. I usually am hit and miss with one or the other. (laughs) We're hilarious and informative. What you got for us with the roll? Well, people in Pleasant Hill, Missouri uh, may have gotten a surprise at the bank that they didn't want or expect because a little old lady, 78 years old, came in and handed the teller a note. And you know what that means. Put the money in the bag, bitch. That's right. Except for this note said, give me $13,000 in small bills. Thank you. I didn't mean to scare you. But she did start acting a little scary because she started banging on the counter telling the Tell her to hurry up, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think she said put the money in the bag, bitch, though, which we know is the magic line. Yeah, that's what, uh, yeah. And so you know it all went wrong because then uh, two miles away, she was pulled over by the cops, this little old lady, with her $13,000 in small bills, which I guess was scattered across the floorboard of her car. And she smelled strongly of alcohol. Turns out this is not this little old lady's first bank heist. In 1977, she robbed a bank in California. And then in 2020, she robbed a bank in Lee Summit, Missouri. Whoa. And her probation from that second heist in 2020 ended in November 2021. So she's back. She's back at it. Trying again. She must have just ran out, man. I guess. Right now she's running back in. Got to restock on that Fiat. Ugh. So sad. (laughs) She from Pasadena by chance. A little lady. <laughs> I uh, had to, I'm sorry, I had to take the shot. You're forgiven, Lord Bowler. <laughs> oh, in China, there was a real bad conflict between two neighbors. Uh oh. 
guy named Goo goes into his neighbor Zong's yard and cuts down his tree oh, that's, without permission. That's uncalled for. Yeah. What the fuck? So Zong's wife goes ahead and tows the tree away, which infuriates Goo. I guess he just wanted that tree for firewood or, or something. You know, hey, I cut that tree down myself. Even though it's yours, I wanted it. What are you doing towing it away? So Goo decides he's going to get revenge. He sneaks onto the property, the Zong property, at night and shines a flashlight into their chicken coop, scaring the fuck out of their chickens, which caused 500 of their chickens, this is a very large coop, to flee into a corner and die from crushing one another. But that's not the end of this story. Oh, no. The police came and arrested Goo, and they ordered him to pay Zong $436 to replace those chickens. Where do you get deals on chickens like that? In China. (laughs) Why did I even ask? I know. Don't you know about the price of chickens in China? Come on. And so Goo was so pissed off still about this tree, about having to pay the fine. He decided to sneak back onto the Zong property. Goo is delusional. And do it all again. And this time, he took his flashlight. He managed to kill 640 more chickens. Oh, my God. This is a grand total of 1,100-some chickens dead. At the goo hands. Wow, he's a menace to chickens everywhere. Well, Chinese chicken. That's right, Chinese chicken. That's like $2,000 worth of chicken, man. And Chinese, you know, prices. I'm sure it would be a lot more over here right now, beginning of spring. It's unconscionable. This guy is uh, out of his mind. Yeah, goo went to court. And the court ruled that he intentionally caused suffering and property loss to the Zong family. And he's been sentenced to six months in prison and one year probation. When he gets out, the first thing he's going to do is go back, sneak onto the Zong property, and kill like 780 chickens with a flashlight. He is delusional, and the man should not be allowed to have a flashlight. Clearly, we just need to... Ban flashlights. It's in the social contract. I mean, if you read it. (laughs) No flashlight for goo. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just crazy. What a madman. And it's like, he doesn't even have a good incentive. It's like, dude, you cut down his tree. You are a menace to society. Cutting down people's trees, killing their chickens. I don't know. I mean, the Zong family just needs... To burn this guy's house down so he has to go somewhere else. No, it's ABCs. Always be carrying, you know? Well. I don't think that is uh, the way it works in China. I don't think so either. No, which is a shame. Get yourself a huge pity. Yeah. Guard dog. Some kind of dog that will eat the man that comes through there with his little flashlight and there's nothing he can do about it. Or some kind of. That's all. You know, alarm. Or a a lion or a tiger or a liger. Oh, a liger. That would be good. Or just a big tank with a shark in it, and you have to swim across the tank. There's the only way you can get to the chickens is to swim across the tank with a shark. There's a lot of things you can do is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, instead of just letting these chickens kill each it other. It seems like this behavior will likely continue. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Just as an outside impartial observer. Yeah. Six months is not a long time. No. Either. He will be back. He'll be back. He has not forgotten. Mm-mm. And he might even pick up some tricks while he's locked up. You just jam the tree in his front window or something. Here's your stupid fucking tree. Leave me alone. Yeah, seriously. Not even your tree, but if this just leaves... Just get another tree. Yeah. Here, take a tree. Clearly the guy's out of his tree. 
Yes. That is for certain. Someone else is uh, very clearly out of their tree, and that is this Mississippi woman who posted a video of herself having sex with a German shepherd on Snapchat. Whoops. That's not very smart. That's animal abuse. <laughs> yeah. So deputies, of course, uh, saw this video. She's 19 years old. Oh, God. Yeah, barely not a child, and but also totally an adult. <clears throat> and they located her at her home and arrested her and seized two dogs from the property because she is an animal abuser. And she said that she was forced to make that video, threatened to do it, in fact. And uh, her justification for that was that, well, you know, there's people out there that pay her to make videos. Oh, I see. And yeah, you need money. So she was forced and threatened to make a video fucking a dog. <laughs> Seems like a stretch. Not very smart. No, not, not so much. No. So her bond was set at $25,000 and she must stay away from animals until the case is settled. And there's a max penalty of 10 years in prison for fucking a dog. I'll be damned. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, it's not worth it. No, it's just not right. <laughs> it just ain't right, man. It's 11.56 in the bowl and that woman ain't right. <laughs> Cripes. Uh. So many questions and uh, also so much not wanting to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a clip. Stick to dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the dolphin would say, no, go back to the dogs. The dog, the dog. The dogs, it's his turn. Oh, I got a clip, I got a clip. Okay. For the next lame story tonight. I have a disability. It keeps me from doing a lot of things, but what keeps me out and going for my walks every morning is Pokemon Go. I go out and catch some Pokemon and battle in the gyms and get myself some exercise. But this morning, what he found was his sweetest surprise ever. A large red spoon sculpture from Dairy Queen laying on the ground behind a fence at the Mark T. Atkinson Middle School. What is a big spoon doing here? And then I remembered the night before on the news, the wife and I had seen that they'd lost the spoon. So the first thing I did was message the wife, I found the spoon. And she responded, call the police. <laughs> police had been looking for the spoon ever since it was stolen on the morning of Saturday, March 25th from the Dairy Queen near 51st Avenue and Thomas Road. Surveillance video shows two men and a woman prying off the 15-foot spoon statue and loading it onto a flatbed truck. When Foster found it a couple days later, he called police. A school maintenance man came over and pushed the spoon over the fence to Foster, who then handed it to an officer. It was definitely photo worthy. I made sure to get a couple pictures with it. I'm Good not work. worried about any kind of reward or anything. I just want glad that they got their spoon back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. All is uh, right with the world. Dairy Queen's spoon has been returned to its rightful place. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I loved his little laugh. Yeah, that was a great Call laugh. the police. <laughs> yeah. The spoon. Have you seen the spoon? Oh my God. I don't think they've caught the people that took the spoon either. Yeah, if you just ditch it. Because it's like you get the spoon and then you get it away and, you know, you bring it back to the boss. Look what we got, boss. Look what we got. How am I supposed to fleece this spoon? Oh, shit. Yeah, and if get it, rid of it. It's all over the news as missing. I saw it on the news. Get rid of it. Boom. Done. But it's just hilarious because... Okay, boys. 
their faces are on the surveillance video. Mm. It's a very clear video of the people taking the spoon. Oh. Maybe they're just so, nobodies. Just a matter Skin of time. Skinwalkers. Ooh. Aliens. They're wearing really good prosthetics. Yeah. Like better than the ones that uh, Kamala Harris uses when she sits in the chair. Oh, yeah. Like even more convincing. Perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know about Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> but you should Pokemon Go find missing items, man. Yeah. Treasure hunt. Pokemon Go treasure hunt. Pokemon Go Dare Queen, man. Talk about lose some weight. Get out and exercise. Don't waste your time Pokemon going to the polls, though. Because everyone's going to vote for the taxes, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll always be disappointed. Uh, but I wasn't disappointed with this next story, which took place in Pennsylvania. Cops saw a school bus driving through parking lots with its lights turning off and on. And they thought, hmm, something is very wrong with that. Yeah. So they drove behind it. And attempted to pull it over. And what happens? The school bus speeds away. Nice. Starts winding in and out of traffic. Ugh. Nearly overturned. Going over a median. Those things are wobbly. Yeah. And finally, bus comes to a stop. Man gets out in a black sweatshirt. Starts running through the woods. As one does when you are an amateur being chased by the police. The police catch up to him. And mm. what does he do? Take off all his clothes. Oh, nice. And then run into the middle of traffic. That's a good plan B. I thought, you know, decent. Technically, the cops can arrest you if you take off all your clothes and go into the middle of traffic. You might get hit by a car, but I think authority people don't really like touching naked people. Yeah. They always act so squeamish. Legally, they have to... Uh... Yeah, not arrest, not arrest you. That's the trick. That's the cheat code. <laughs> well, unfortunately for him, he still was apprehended in the nude and is now facing charges of reckless driving, resisting arrest, receiving stolen property, and fleeing an officer. See, that's the thing. Is as At soon least they as didn't hit him with public indecency in there somewhere. That's true. They didn't. I guess they could have. They probably still can. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you suggest it? It ain't over yet. Yeah. It just sucks because it's like as soon as you run from the cops, there's an extra charge guaranteed, you know, fleeing. But uh, noteworthy, they found a dead deer in the back of the school bus. And dude says he was planning to use it as fertilizer for his garden. Very wholesome. Yeah. This next story is not so wholesome. No. A bride and a groom in India got married, and everything went fine. You know, it was a great day. They mm -hmm. had their lovely wedding. Got lots of gifts. One of the gifts was a sound system, and it came from the bride's ex-boyfriend. Oh, no. Yeah, already weird, getting a wedding gift from your ex. I don't know. Now, he was married and has kids, so maybe things have moved on. Maybe they're friends, but... I'm color me skeptical, right? Sure, sure. Anyway, her husband and his brother set it up, and they go to turn the sound system on. And what happens? What happens? It blows up. Oh, and my it blows God. the roof off the house and damages three walls. <laughs> kills the groom, kills the brother, 
and injures five other family members, including an 18-month-old child. What the fuck? Yeah. So, of course, the bride is the first person questioned, you know? <sighs> and she, everything checked out. The, it wasn't her that did it. They finally come around to this ex, find out that the ex, you know, planted this bomb <laughs> as a sound system. And I guess he used to work at a stone-crushing unit where he was able to accumulate some ammonium nitrate and uh, one and a half kilos of gunpowder, which he put all together in this sound system. Jesus. And so uh, he did confess to it. He said that he had been bugging uh, this wife-to-be, asking her to be his second wife. Oh, he got greedy. Yeah, and she said no, no, no. And then he called her the day of the wedding, saying, don't go through with it, you know, marry me. She said no. And he called the groom, and he threatened to kill the groom, and the groom just ignored him. Don't accept presents from your enemies. Yeah, seriously. This is a this is an old one, you guys. So he Come is on. facing life imprisonment. But that's a big boom. They should just snuff these uh, types of people out, man. Yeah. I'm with you on that. There's a lot of people that aren't down with the death penalty, but... I mean, I feel like uh, you gotta cull that shit. Yeah. It's out of control. But hey, the fuck do I know? But hey, I do know that there are two newly discovered species of poisonous birds in the New Guinea jungle. Oh? Yeah, Danish researchers found them. Yeah. They consume toxic food and then turn it into a neurotoxin, which is stored in their feathers. So don't get caught touching these things. I guess uh, that would be bad. You'd Sounds like it. Poison on your fingers, maybe. It's kind of hard to touch a bird, just in general. Well, sometimes they get stuck on your porch, and you got to grab them and yeah. show them the way out. That's happened a few times. Sure. That's the only instance I can think of touching a bird, other than chickens, picking them up and putting them where they're supposed to be. Yeah. But they've named these species. The first one is called the Regent Whistler, and the other one is the Rufus-Naped Bellbird. Hmm. Not very lethal names. Not really. No. They're kind of cute, too. You know, like, poison dart frogs are cute also. That's their trick, man. (laughs) Touch me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Touch me, touch me. Oh, you fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, got you. I mean, it's kind of funny because it's like they're brightly colored to be a warning to other animals in their environment. But humans, you know, we're like, wow, look at those colors. That's just fabulous. In Texas, there are some wildlife officials stumped when it comes to what this animal could be that was caught on a trail camera. I'll post the link to the story in the bowl. And of course, if you're listening in the future and not live, the link is in the show notes. So just go down there and click on it. This was caught at uh, Benson Rio Grande Valley State Park in Mission. And it kind of looks like an anteater to me. I don't know. It's it ha- it's short and stout and wide. And it's got a thick tail or a fifth leg. I'm not totally sure. Maybe a capybara. Thick neck. Sort of bear-like, but shorter and stubbier. I'm trying to think of what else it could be. Uh... Some folks are suggesting it's a jaguarundi, which I've never heard of, and I don't think it is, because that's a cat-like creature. This does not look like a 
super cat-like to me. No, it looks like a fat... Uh, Short and stout bear. Sure. But not a bear, you know? Mm-hmm. Capybara. It looks like something that got out of the zoo. Dan yeah. Nabbit. Yeah. It's also hard to tell, like, how big it is in perspective. Like, uh, what's this tree? How big is this tree? Right, yeah. And also trail cam quality. Come on. That's just tough. Night view. Yeah, well. You got any other thoughts on what it could be? I mean, it could be an I'm alien. I'm looking at it, you know, and it's like, uh, I don't know. It's not a very descriptive picture. It's like a blob or a blur. Does it have four legs? Does it have five? Is it fat? Is it moving? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Can't tell. A pig, C-Dub suggests, yeah. Possibly. Wild hog. A wild hog appears. I'm not even confident which way it's facing, really. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm just assuming the head is on the left, because it kind of looks like an eye there. The longer I look at it, see, I thought the same thing at first, but the longer I look at it, that looks like a tail, and he looks like he's walking oh. away from the camera. But I don't know. I'm not really sure. It's hard to tell. Fletcher agrees with you on that. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck. Its legs look like uh, furniture legs, not animal <laughs> legs. That's all yeah. I can tell you, really. Yep. Well, it's everyone's best guess at this point. That's for you, mystery animal, for getting away with it. I have a, uh, a clip for this next story. Ooh. Audrey Clark was born on St. Patrick's Day, the first girl in her father's family in more than 130 years. I have two older brothers and they both have boys and my dad had three boys and his dad had three boys and my great great grandfather had two boys. And then my great 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 grandfather, he had five children and the last one that was born in 1885 was a girl. Andrew and Carolyn Clark of West Michigan didn't think they would be the ones to break the streak. After all, their first baby was a boy. We just assumed we're going to have another boy. At their gender reveal party, they didn't even know, but their cousin, who did know, baked rainbow cookies with pink frosting in the middle. Our parents have just been spoiling her before she was even here. Buying all the bows and tutus and outfits and all the pinks and purples that we, we've never been able to go yeah. buy. She's got enough clothes that she doesn't have to wear the same outfit <laughs> twice. And big brother Cameron is smitten, generous with his kisses, and determined to keep his little sister safe from bad guys. Yeah, and punch the guys away. You'll punch them away, okay. Age four and already her protector. After all, this precious baby girl is the rarest of jewels in the long Clark family line of boys. And this family could not be happier. First girl in 130 years. Holy bejesus. Crazy. Yeah. Also, Fletcher in the chat figured out what that mystery animal was. Oh? Man bear pig. Oh, man bear pig. It's so obvious. I can't believe I did not see it. It's because he's uh, ripped out of his clothes. Man bear pig. It was all before us. You guys, man bear pig is not real. <laughs> We've ignored man bear pig for too long. Yeah. And once you've seen him, it's just too damn late. Mm. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> R.I.P. And my final story for the lanes tonight comes out of New York, where the strong National Museum of Play in Rochester is planning on building the world's largest Donkey Kong arcade machine. Its cabinet is going to be 20 feet tall. Uh-oh. That's nearly 400% larger than the original cabinet design, and uh, it's going to be fully functional and available for guests to play. Don't tell Steve Sanders. 
He probably already knows. He probably already knows, and people are probably going to be lined up when it debuts on June 30th to try and get that kill screen on this huge arcade cabinet. Just a guess. There's a huge Donkey Kong kill screen coming up if anyone's interested. (laughs) Yeah. Giant kill screen. (laughs) Twice the normal size of a kill screen. That's right. That's all I've got for the lanes tonight. Oh, man. Beautiful lanes. Good rolling. There's a couple downers in there, but for the most part, you know. I uh, We've yet to get a perfect gain yeah. on the bowl after bowl you lanes. You can't hit them all, man. I've uh, never had a perfect game anywhere. Yet. But hey, maybe one day. Yeah, and your 33rd birthday is coming up. Uh-oh. Never know. Never know what lurks around the corner. In your anus. <laughs> well, I always know what's there. Uh, and I always know bowlers are out there. Hanging out for yet another one. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Warmly and cordially, we want to invite you to hang out with us on 420 with Mary-Kate Ultra and Make Heroism for a fun 420 Bowls with Buds. And, of course, we'll be back at it next Tuesday. And every Tuesday for all of the future times. And throughout all of those future times... I will be Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be the delicious Dame DeLorean. Until next time, bowlers, may your bowls burn ever brighter. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. You are listening to bowl after bowl. Yeah, you'd love it. I tell you, man, that's the best thing for my body. The fuck you in for, bitch? Start sucking. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! You come for me. Okay, another heritage. It's so overtly sexual. <laughs> What's going on? I want a non-gay explanation. You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Listen to you. The tongue is drunk. That sounds really good. So good. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.